set rep. This is C-Dome. And this is Mike Stan. And we are the, the Hollywood, Hollywood Duo. And you're listening to the Winner Winner PUBG Podcast. Welcome to another episode of the Winner Winner PUBG Podcast. My name is Kev, aka The One Heart, and I'm joined by my co-host Mike, aka MTB Trigger. If you're a console player, made the switch from console to PC, or you're just interested in what your friends on console have experienced, you might really enjoy this episode. Before we get started, we've heard from a few people that they switched to their next podcast once they heard us wrapping up and had no idea we had a Patreon. We do. If you'd like to support our work and the community, we'd greatly appreciate anything you can offer. If you can't, we still love you and you can support the show by sharing the show, telling your friends, and leaving good reviews on iTunes. Links to the Patreon and our socials are in the show notes. Thanks for listening to the spiel, and with that out of the way, tonight we sit down with the Hollywood duo comprised of Mike Stan and C-Dome. We chat with them about growing communities on Xbox's PUBG streamers, the early days of the console version, and what it's been like to slowly switch from purely Xbox streamers to mixing in PC play as well. Are they still playing their consoles? What do they think about stability today? And is it hard to switch back and forth between mouse and keyboard and controller? All that and more inside the episode. What's going on, guys? All right, all right. Hey, what's up? What's up, boys? How you guys doing? Doing great, man. Happy to be here with y'all. Not too bad. That's weird to sit on this side of that. <laughs> Getting a little too comfortable with the uh, intros, huh? Uh-oh. <laughs> How do I just be a silent co-host to start? It's hard, man. It sounded perfect. It was perfect. I'm pretty excited to have these guys on, man. I remember it's been a few months now... And I remember when, Kev, you were the first one to tell me about them. And you're like, these were the guys that were doing the thing on console. And they made the switch over to PC. I think in a similar time frame that you were doing it. But I remember the first time I tuned in, and I'm sorry, C-Dome, and I know this is going to kick off a whole lot of crap, but I remember tuning into Mike Stan's stream first. And he was sitting in a two-stack on Aaron Gell with a Car 98. And he was struggling hard to kill this guy with the car 98 that was peeking a tree. And he's just like, dude, if this was a controller, that guy would be dead right now. <laughs> you know, <laughs> just going nuts. The personality caught me. And I don't know, it's just been cool to get to know you guys since you've kind of been hanging around the podcast community. But it was that moment that I just knew that you were somebody that I'd enjoy watching, but also was excited to get to know better. So we're glad to have you, man. Happy and to be here. Thanks. Oh, thanks for having yeah, me. Hell yeah. Okay. Thank wow. you. All right. <laughs> yeah so i've been i've been following these guys since like early days of me getting into the game and i got into the xbox version a little bit later than it actually came out it was about three four months later and i was like really surprised when i first saw these guys streams because i thought they were on pc and then they were telling me that they were on console i could see the console like button indications on the screen i'm like wait what their stream just looked like so much better than most of the other people who were just straight up just streaming straight from the xbox and, and just doing doing the limited stream that they could these guys were really doing the thing and i was just surprised and then they were hitting some nutty shots so yeah it's been cool. i think i've been following these guys for over a year and a half now it's kind of crazy yeah i think you just resubbed for like 18 months maybe close wait he subbed to you <laughs> wow <laughs> um <clears throat> <clears throat> 
No, man, it's it, it it's definitely been a crazy ride for sure. Oh, yeah. the, the whole console to PC thing. I mean, Stan and I, we've known each other for almost two years now, maybe yep. a little more, a little less, somewhere around there. And uh, yeah, he and I have been, uh, for lack of a better word, attached to the hip when it comes to like streaming and like our setup. And we're we're just like nerds about all that kind of stuff together. So one of the things, and and bear in mind, like Kev made the console to PC switch. I've been gaming on PC. Close to 20 years now, honestly. So it's been a long time since I've been on console. And the thing that I hear most often when people are leaving the console and checking out PC, regardless of the game, is, man, but I won't have my Xbox friends list or my, you know, my PlayStation Network friends list. And something you just said there, like, struck me like, you know, hey, I've known this guy for two years, still gaming together. Our, you know, our rigs are similar. Like, can you speak to that a little bit? How is that making the switch? Well, I, I could say just in the aspect, like you said, the friends list thing, I've been playing with a solid group of guys, like IRL friends and some friends we met on Call of Duty 4 back in 2008 for the past, you know, 10, 11 years. And then right when we switched to PC, only one of my friends had a game PC and that was it. So we're kind of leaning more towards, you know, leaning on, I guess you could say, on Chris and a few other streamers that switched over from console to PC because we didn't, honestly, I have like five friends on, well, I used to have five friends on Steam and that was it. That kind of sucked at first, but definitely a huge improvement. It was a little rough at first, obviously, but switching over from console to PC, uh, I'm not looking back at all. It, It was the greatest decision ever made. Yes, from a friends list standpoint, that was probably the biggest struggle and uh, hesitation going over to PC. Like, obviously, you knew the game played better. You knew it ran better. It got updates more quickly. It got them first. All all that kind of obvious stuff. But as far as like having fun in the game, a big part of PUBG is playing with your duo buddies or your squad buddies. And when you go from having 10 or 15 people you can play with at any given time to go to PC Mm -hmm. and maybe have like two or three it, it definitely puts a struggle on it. And then like you compound that, you know, Stan and I have been streaming for a while and we were lucky enough to be part of like an, an amazing Xbox PUBG community. Like, I don't know if a lot of people know about it. If people outside of console don't know about it, but the PUBG Xbox community is like, it's very close knit and very tight and helpful with each other. And so everyone's very supportive and making that transition to PC it was definitely a bit of a struggle to do that because like you you made some some friendships that not that you have to break, but you know, you start seeing those folks less and you know that kind of starts drifting away a little bit. So that that was kind of hard to let go in some of that. Yeah. I was always really impressed with everyone that you guys surrounded yourself with who, you know, you were streaming Xbox with. And, you know, not everyone was streaming, but like there was just a ton of personalities I got to know and know of through you guys. And maybe this is a good time to do some shout outs for some of those uh, other console streamers who are out there who, you know, still out there making some awesome content. Oh, dude. I mean, I, I would literally go, we'd be out on it for an yeah, hour and a half. You got, I mean, like, in like Flint, Jared DeJur, Nick 80 Proof. Uh, RG underscore pointless. RG we have, underscore like, pointless shout out. Ronnie Ball game. You got freaking. Uh, across the pond, you have the beard guys, Ben, yep, Chewy. Of course. You know, they were kind of like a staple for, you know, the only Twitch console xbox partner was ben on the beer guys and he streams still is i mean he's the top for sure i mean when i tell you the PUBG xbox community is so close knit mm-hmm. it, it's it's not like like on pc and i i might be wrong because I'm, I'm still fairly new to pc but i feel like pc is like small pockets of friends on pc PUBG, but on xbox PUBG, it's like a group of like 30 40 streamers who like all care about each other and maybe one or two of them know some know each other IRL in one way or another but they connect those two people to two more people and then two more people it really is just a, a great group of people and uh 
Stan and I had the pleasure of going to TwitchCon with a bunch of those guys and gals. And it was just, it was just awesome. And the best part is, I guess if you get a big group of people, there's always drama or there's always something stupid. I mean, yeah, we sure, just, sure. everyone literally support each other and was super nice. Like I always help people with IT stuff if they needed anything with like Streamlabs or any kind of computer stuff. Uh, Chris always helped them with, you know, hair gel or tanning solutions, you know, that kind of stuff. <laughs> I mean, it's just, it was just, everyone's just so supportive and helping of anything. Like there's plenty of times where I upgraded my mix amp or something and I, and I would so send my old one to another streamer just so he can have it. Or, and that happened throughout the whole community. Like microphones are bounced around, uh, green screens, monitors, controllers, everything, headsets were just all bounced around if anybody would need in the little community that needed it. So it was really cool, man. I mean, and everyone still to this day is really good friends with us. I mean, they know we play PC and all, but we try to get games on Xbox nowadays. We're most probably 95%, 99% PC now, but we still try to, it's, it's, there's nothing better than getting those, you know, games in with those guys and played with in a while. And you do that a lot. Like when you travel, yep. you're playing on Xbox, is that what you do when you travel? Yeah, so when I travel, I have a little like games 17 inch monitor, and I so half my suitcase is like streaming crap, and then the other half is closed. So I go away a week at a time, and normally it's only like once every four weeks or sorry, once every four months. But in August, I was there the whole month of August. So I was basically streaming my Xbox, which gets a little rough at times, but it's fun. I, I mean, I can't, the grind never stops. I mean, it's just, I'm fortunate enough to have the hotel work and have decent internet. I think it has like 75 up and down. So it's really good. I'm able to stream from it. So we just talked to Jeremiah Freights of the Lunaires, you know, a couple of weeks ago. Well, it was more than that now, but the episode came out a couple of weeks ago and he talks about that struggle of <laughs> what kind of internet's going to be in a hotel. <laughs> yep. and you were the first person I thought of when I was talking to him about that because he literally talked about his routine of getting to the hotel and then going straight to figure out what the Wi-Fi situation oh, yeah. was. But it sounds like it's not as big of an issue for you. For the most part, I always travel to the same spot in Virginia. So it's a pretty highly populated area. And I get this certain hotel that I, I scouted around for a while. And I called him up. I made sure I call him up because this one actually has a Cat5 port. There's no Wi-Fi. It's a straight port. So I actually bought a splitter, a switch, I mean. So then I switched the from the wall to the switch, then one to the Xbox, one to the PC or the laptop, and I'm good to go. And uh, Chris, you, you try and get in your uh, community games every Friday still with the uh, Xbox community, right? That's right. Yep. So every Friday we do community night. Since 90% of my community is still on console, we, we kick it back to Xbox and we do a mixture. Like we'll start off doing uh, squad games where we'll do, you know, just four man squads, regular chicken dinner games. And then later in the evening, around 9.30 or 10, pretty close to when you guys do your community night, your customs. I host uh, 10-man customs on console, and, and we usually run that for a few hours. Nice. So you, you know, started what, a little earlier than us? Uh, yeah, yeah. A little bit earlier. And on Tuesdays, whenever like the PUBG PC servers go down, sometimes we'll, we'll get on that. But lately, we've been trying out some new games. I've been enjoying like uh, Gears of War campaign, and I, I try to play games that I otherwise wouldn't play normally, you know, during like PUBG normal stream times and get an opportunity to experience some of those games. That's like one of the things being like a, a single game streamer I found is there's so many games that I want to play that I just I just can't. I don't have time to play. So when the servers go down, sometimes uh, I get selfish and I utilize that. Yeah. So you heard it here. If you're still on Xbox, you don't plan on leaving, you can go hit up Chris's customs every Friday. So we'll make sure you can find that. You just got to follow his Twitch, follow him on Twitter. Pretty easy. Before we get further into some of the stuff about the Hollywood duo here, I just kind of want to know what games are you guys into before PUBG? I know, Mike, you were talking about you have friends from way back in the COD days. Was that your main game? Yeah, COD, honestly, for the most part, until, until Battlefield 4. And then it was mostly just COD and Battlefield 4. 
And I wasn't a fan of the other battlefields, but yeah, just those. So me and my IRL friends uh, who we played before started streaming, we went through like a, a wave of games. It was Call of Duty a lot. Then it was Halo a lot. Then the next Call of Duty came out. And then I'm with Stan on Battlefield 4. To this day, that's, I think, one of my top three favorite games of all times. Mm-hmm. <laughs> After Battlefield 4, I think it was Smite. Smite was the biggest game that me and my buddies would play like literally every day for hours and hours. And a lot of folks don't know what Smite is, so I won't mm-hmm. wait, waste your time with it. But uh, it, it's just a really, really fun game. Oh, Smite's legit, dude. Oh, you know what it is? Can okay, you? okay. Oh, yeah, dude. I played it on PC when it first came out. Played a lot of Smite. Well, awesome. Awesome. I didn't know that. So, yeah, we played console like 24-7 forever. And then when I started streaming, I realized, well, shit, no, nobody watches me play this game. So I got I got to go to something different. And then it was uh, on to Fortnite before PUBG came out. And then as soon as the PUBG like beta came out for console, I've been on that ever since. You got to go XLR, right? I do. Yeah. You forgot to bleep out Fortnite. Uh, Roger. <laughs> what the f*** <laughs> about? <laughs> So, like, this is one of the things that I'm always intrigued and I'm sure, like, I mean, you kind of gave us the game history leading up to PUBG, but what was it about PUBG that got you guys hooked and uh, starting to play that on console? Honestly, like, just from why, I, I think I made my Twitch account maybe, you know, six or seven years ago, five years ago, just watching the doc and, like, highly videos of Shroud and all just dominating and, like, I would always play PC before it came out on console, but I could never, I had, like, a pre-built PC I got off Amazon. I only had like a 1060 in it, so I could only play it at like crappy quality. And I never wanted to stream it that because it's just looked like crap. So just the way the game is, man, I, there's no other game that's like that. You can be top, like just from top 10 on, it's just, there's so intense. Like if you play Apex or not any other game, I feel like any other kind of BR, you could be, you know, a 1v1 and you don't really know it. This game, like, you know, you know that there's one guy left and just the tactics that you need to have, circle awareness, loot awareness, you know, your health, blue zone, just the, the immense... Spit it out, Junior! Just a lot of, there's a lot of stuff that goes in factors into the game. It just <laughs> makes it so unique and so crazy. I think what Stan is trying to say is this game hits it on the freaking, like nail in the uh-huh. head, hits it, that no other game touches this realism, like the amount of hype that you get in like that top 10 situation. Even if you only have like two kills, you don't have to be a 15 kill sweat per game. You can get two kills and you just know, all right, there's there's six or seven other jimmies throughout this map. The zone's closing in. I got to figure out my rotations. How many grenades do I have? Do I have heals for a, for a saucy player? Do I need to play passively? There's just so much that goes into it that no ending is the same, like none of them. And I think that's one of the biggest draws about PUBG. Like you play Fortnite and like you play it for laughs. Like you do rocket rides and do jump pads and all that kind of crazy crap. But like it, you don't ever get that like hair on the back of your neck standing up 1v1 situation for the damn chicken dinner, you know? Just no other game has that. No, I agree. I mean, it's, it's pretty intense and you can't build a one by one. You know, you don't have a huge uh, health pool <laughs> like in Apex, you know? Yeah, the TTK is is very low compared to other games. Oh, yeah. yeah. You caught, if you're caught off guard, I mean, it's, it could be over real quick. Mm-hmm. Oh, and especially talking about PC. I mean, you know, Stan and I, even you, Kev, on console, you know that if you're, let's say, you're in a tree at the edge of the circle and you got to run to the lone rock in the middle of the new circle oh, on yeah. console, you're confident you can make that run and not get shot. Yeah, on this PC, guy's going to miss a few shots. No, 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 no. <laughs> yeah, the uh, PC people just slay you. Like, it's it's no joke. It's no joke. That was kind of a big uh, 
a big learning curve for us because we're used to being like, okay, well, if the circle shifted the military, we could still go in late and, you know, we could just YOLO it and go right across the bridge and say, you know what? This guy has a, you know, a 50-50 chance to kill me out of this car. PC, we switched to PC and it was like, whoa, a big, big, big difference. Like you you can't make those mistakes at all. The learning curve is is there for sure. Yeah, I remember we had uh, the previous show owners, uh, Robin and Arjuna, when I was still on console, we were doing our console corner. We got done, we did a console stream of just some of the hosts that were doing that console corner and they came to watch us and of course they were playing FPP on con- on PC mm-hmm. and you know we were all just playing TPP because we could barely find the uh, FPP games and wow TPP confirmed y'all heard it here first TPP confirmed mm-hmm. yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> you hate to see it <laughs> but you remember how hard it was sometimes to just get the FPP games yeah yeah, um, yeah oh no no of course no totally now i heard it's getting better with crossplay but we'll get into that later but they were watching us play TPP and they were watching how like hard we ran at other teams despite mm-hmm. them having that like that easy Camera spot advantage. and they could have yep. yeah they yep. could have easily had that wall we knew they had the half wall we just didn't care we just run up and get it done they were like this is mm-hmm. so much more aggressive than any oh, TPP yeah. game I've seen even most of the FPP games are watching they're like you guys just go after it oh yeah oh there's plenty of times we we just you know you just get in the car and just crash the building and go Mm-hmm. And then you just can't get away with the same level of of, uh, of gutsy plays oh, once no. you make that switch. <laughs> and, and it's <laughs> especially true when you try and cross that bridge. People do not oh, yeah. miss those headshots out of the vehicle. They don't. Yeah, you just have to play more methodical and, you know, more tactical. And it makes the game a lot. It, like, like I said, we, when we switched over, it felt like a whole different game. It was a brand new game to us. Obviously, you know, mouse, keyboard, different types of movements and stuff. But then just the tactics, even though we played the game for so long beforehand... It's just the tactics you had to switch over to is legit made it a new game. But yeah, rethink all your strategies and everything. I mean, mm-hmm. I think Stan, like, I, it's pretty obvious at this point, Stan had a much easier time transitioning. Like, I saw way very easier. early on, he was way better on the mouse and keyboards. Like, now I dominate him. But, but on my, my, my first couple months in, it, it, it was a struggle bus for me, for sure, coming from controller. Because I never really played PC except for like uh, StarCraft way back in the day, like StarCraft Two Brood Wars. I played that on PC. But from that point to now, no PC gameplay. So it, it was a tough transition for me, for sure. What was the hardest thing for you? But like when you say Mike Stan was like he had an easier time transitioning, like what were you seeing that you were like, what? How's he doing that already? I, I guess he was just more comfortable on his mouse and keyboard movements with his left hand like on aiming it, it was okay and i think this is pretty standard between most players that come over they can aim okay control and recall you know is, is a bit of a learning curve but yeah everyone kind of knows how to point and click sure we got that but being able to run around smoothly crouch lean reload at the right time, not hit your loot menu when you want to hit your one or your two, not pull out your sidearm when you're trying to get your sniper back out. Like just little stuff like that, that would be second nature to you when you have a controller. You don't even think about in the middle of a gunfight, you just go and do it. But on PC, I'll find myself sometimes like when I go to a loot box and there's like six boxes around me, it's a shit show sometimes. Like I got to really sit there and be like, okay, shit, there's the tab. And I'm talking to myself, talking to myself, like through the process of looting, stands in the background, like, Jesus Christ, we don't need a play-by-play, you know, but I'm all, okay, I got to drop this. I put this here. Okay, got that there. You know, so it's, everything's like times 10 amplified on PC. He still does that, by the way. That's not true. It's true. It's true. That might be true. (laughs) I was just watching the other day. It's definitely true. (laughs) So yeah, it's kind of like, you know, if you're if you're making the switch, that that aiming's not too hard, but that keyboard still 
gets me screwed up. Sometimes. Yeah, you for know, sure. Just, just you know, I'm, I'm trying to, to trying to do one thing, and I'm just pulling up that loot tab. I'm, I'm trying to pull my tab up, and I'm hitting my map open, and all of a sudden you're just dead for the dumbest reason, even though you actually had to jump on somebody. Mm-hmm. I, I think a big underrated thing too is the correct peripherals, and like I don't mean like oh you got to go spend eight hundred dollars for like the best keyboard, mouse, all that kind of stuff, but like having the proper mouse and keyboard makes such a big difference on pc and i just i guess i never really truly understood that like just recently i got the g wireless pro mouse that stan's been using for a while and just having that one little thing like not having that wire drag i've already felt an improvement on like my sprays my flicks all that kind of stuff so it's like just little crap like that having the right keys for your keyboard do you want the clicky ones or do you want the tactile ones like all that little stuff you just don't know going into it so you have to like dive face first into it, grind it for a month or two and realize what you're good at, what you're not good at, and then what you want to replace peripheral wise. Yeah. And to be to be fair, I was I was very dedicated to this game. I still am, but I would work, you know, full time and I'll come home and stream five to six hours on Xbox. And then at twelve o'clock I would always try to get like an hour in on PC just to, you know, even though I wasn't streaming it, even though it wasn't it was just for my own enjoyment. But I did a lot of research, and uh, I, I, that was my first ever game, like FPS game on PC to play. So I kind of forced myself to do it the right way the first time, so I didn't learn the wrong way of, you know, I unbound switching weapons with my mouse wheel because I was just screwing up so many times where I'll switch to a nade instead of my second gun, or getting the right key binds down for myself. Like I did everything pretty much the, the right way the first time. If I already learned something, now it's gonna it's gonna be very hard for me to unlearn it and, and learn it the right way. So that's one thing I would say to do. Is there something that you still think is easier on console that could be brought to the PC version? Yes. Freaking yes. Well, there's one thing that they just added it, which is really cool. Attachment swapping. And I know it sounds trolly to say it on PC, but I'm just going to say it. Coming from console to PC on the latest or one of the latest patches on console, if you swapped from like, let's say an M4 and you picked up uh, a barrel or uh, a G36 or whatever, any attachment that could go from the M4 to the new gun would automatically swap over. And and I understand it's it's not like, oh no, it makes you good at the game. You loot faster, all that kind of stuff. But it, it made this the experience much smoother, especially on a clunky system like it was on console. And for me, whatever can keep me in the fight longer and out of a loot menu or out of a map longer, I'm all for. So if something like that ever came to PC, I wouldn't be one of the ones bitching about it. Yeah, I don't think that's one of the skill ceiling kind of things that we need to like really yeah. gatekeep for new players who are trying to transition, especially if you come from playing other games that allow you to do that, you know? Other than that, though, I don't think there's anything that's different between the game. I mean, the looting's different. It's a loot, different looting menu because it has to be on console, but... Driving's easier. Hey, driving's easier, though. Come on. You, you, using Don't a control stick is definitely easier. Chris is literally the worst driver in the world. I got like 16 clips of you right now ready to fire of him blowing me and him up. I'm on the back seat. And every time we go to a vehicle, like it, we don't even have to say anything anymore. When we call out a vehicle, like, hey, there's a motorcycle. We, oh, we legit drop our guns. We go fist up and we sprint to the vehicle without saying a word to each other. Because we know whoever gets there first is driving <laughs> that damn vehicle. Because neither one of us wants the other one to drive because we're both fucking terrible. But he's worse. I mean, we're both terrible. <laughs> <laughs> No, but honestly, they're like if you see if you can find there's a there's a dude on Mixer, his name's Bralic. He's a beast on console. And Oh wow, yeah, yeah. 
If you can find a good person that's playing PUBG console and watch them, it's very entertaining. Because if you're coming straight from PC and you're like, oh, well, it's just console, it's hard. It's it's the, like one of the only games on console that doesn't have aim assist. Mm-hmm. Like, so think about it. If you're just like, everyone goes, oh, well, um, R6 doesn't have uh, aim assist. Yeah, but most of the engagements are anywhere from, you know, point blank to about 15 to 20 yards away. A PUBG is close quarters. You can shoot somebody from 500 meters away. You have all different types of scopes. You have all different types of sensitivities. And we're very limited to the sticks on the controller. Honestly, it's really hard to... The game on console is super hard. And mind you, and also like, it's not the best optimized at the minute. And if you don't have an SSD, the buildings don't load in all the time when you when you're parachute in. It still has the same effects as PC does where the loot's not always there, which stinks sometimes. But... Literally, like, if you could find a good console streamer to watch, if you just played it once, you would have so much appreciation for that guy, that person, that guy, that girl playing because it's really hard. And you mentioned the loot spawning in late. Have you guys noticed a big change with that recent patch where they improved that a little bit? Oh, yeah. The, the, the recent one, yes. On PC, so, yeah. Not really mm-hmm. on console, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, PC yeah, is yeah. what I was okay, referring yeah. to. Mm-hmm. I'm just thinking about it because they said that they were testing it because it was going to increase the server load at the beginning of the game, which is already, you know, laughable, to, you know, throughout desync and yeah. Oh, yeah. sometimes awful. So, like, it makes me think, like, hearing what you're saying, like, buildings not loading in, it just, I, I don't know, maybe that's not something that we're going to see on console because it's already bad. Oh, that's a, that's a hardware issue mostly because the Xbox One, even the Xbox One X, the latest edition for the Xbox, doesn't have the SSD inside of it, so... Now, if you're a hardcore console player, you have a you know, you buy you would buy an external SSD for your Xbox and load your game on there, and it, the buildings will load in totally fine. Dude, I didn't even know what an SSD was before this <laughs> until PUBG. <laughs> yeah. I didn't know you could buy stick risers like control oh, freaks yeah. and stuff to put yep. on there. Yep. yep. The amount of money that PUBG probably made the Samsung T9 because it was like the cheapest SSD for that's 250 gigs. I, I think that's the minimum that it needs to be Xbox. Yeah. Yep. It's probably insane. I personally linked so many people to silicon powers just because it's the one that i got it was it ended up being the cheaper one um yeah the ssd companies love PUBG for the just Mm -hmm. for the console crew control freaks probably made a ton more money because you know other games have that aim assist so you probably just said i'll I'll figure it out but this game you're like i need that extra mobility i mean it's really insane and i'm sure there's a lot of people who switched just to get the uh the elite controllers too you know, the I did. Oh yeah. yeah oh yeah. For sure. I got the uh, the actual Elite V1 controller, and honestly, the buttons on the back, like the paddles, was the biggest thing for me. That was a big help, being able to like, I, crouch I, and lean and all that kind of stuff right there. Yeah, I played since day one, December twelfth, two thousand seventeen, and it was rough. It was like it was early, early release. It was just you know whatever it was. It was fun, um, but I bought an Xbox X just because of PUBG. Yep. Just because it ran better. Same. Yep. Remember for a time. If you had the X, it was actually worse because inside was like pitch black. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and like your buildings would render, but the enemies wouldn't. So they would legit oh, yeah. run straight through the building to get the oh, weapon. Yeah. And you got to walk all the way around <laughs> BFE to get the door. Or yeah. just drive straight through the building. Or, yeah, oh, or yeah. that. Yeah. Let's, let's just reminisce about some of these old bugs were just hilarious. Well, I just remember seeing that too, where guys would like drop and then run around and then the building would spawn in. They'd be in a wall and just die. That happened up until like last year, I think. But it still can happen if people don't have SSDs. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. But it's funny because like when I, I, like I said, I started started playing and streaming day one, December twelfth. Like my highest viewed clip on Twitch is me driving because you could if you drove a motorcycle, you couldn't go over like thirty miles an hour because the buildings won't load in. So I was driving like eighty 
like going through just through the bridge because oh mind you if the bridge wasn't loaded you'll go right into the water too which is pretty cool (laughs) but 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 i was driving and i loaded up inside of the building and it blew me up and it shot me in the air like a crazy amount it was just hilarious yikes but that that's what makes the game fun you said you started streaming day one and that was your first day one you weren't streaming before this before PUBG. Nope, I was I was I was kind of anticipating PUBG coming out, so I was getting ready for it. Honestly, like I said, I bought my first gaming PC, like pre-built off of Amazon, in September. I played PUBG PC for a little bit, played like my throwback games, but I mean, nothing really too crazy. Chris, were you uh, were you streaming beforehand too, or I was I was streaming Smite and then Fortnite for the few months that was out before PUBG came out. So I think Smite was my first game I ever streamed on. Nice. And then, so did you guys know each other before PUBG came around? No. Nope. No. Nope. Thank God. Yeah, I know. What the hell I'll do it myself. And so you guys met Aww. through through Twitch and through being, you know, two of the um two of the early PUBG streamers on Twitch. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Me being the better one, of course. But yeah. Uh huh. Wow. This guy. And so, who was the gear freak? But we both are. Because you guys go back and forth on Twitter all the time. Like, yo, check this out. It's like, dude, I can't afford another microphone right now. He legit just freaking tagged me in something like yesterday, dude, I swear. This is every day because I, 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 I'm on Eastern Standard Time, Philadelphia time. He's in Louisiana, Central Time. I text him every morning like because I'll, I'll get like uh email from CNET or Micro Center. So I'm like, dude, check this out. Check this out. It's like and I'm text- <laughs> I get to work at 630 and he's like, dude, leave me alone. I just... I'm having my first sip of coffee. Leave me alone, please. <laughs> hey, did you get a monitor yet? Or are you still rocking 60 FPS? Don't get me started. Oh, Jesus Don't get me Christ. started. Like we like literally just today we we're talking about this, man. No, I, I haven't. Okay, so listen. Listen, the, you don't mo- get to say peripherals earlier in the show and then not expect us to not talk about the Thank monitor. You. Okay, Thank well, you. Okay, well, listen, Linda. Okay, I'll explain it to you. So, uh, just gonna. I've got a 2080 Ti, so I, I so this this is my my thought process. So I spent the I overspent <laughs> the money on the graphics card. So I, I want to get a monitor that kind of pushes those limits. And they just are now releasing the 1440p 240 hertz monitors. Those are just now coming out. Lenovo has one they just released, and HP Omen has their competitor. And uh, the Lenovo's just become available like a week or two ago, and Stan might might kind of have a way for me to get one because I haven't found one for sale yet. However, I'm hearing through the freaking internet Reddit pipeline that other brands like Asus and all that kind of stuff are going to come out with their competitors later this year. So part of me is like, I mean, I really want the monitor, but the other part of me is saying, you've already waited this long, wait another month or two and see if more competitors come out and the prices either go down or you find one that's maybe better quality or something like that. But I, it's for sure coming soon. But yes, I have been playing 4K 60 hertz on PC so far. Make me sad. Yeah. <clears throat> I did not know that. <laughs> he, I, I always make fun of him. I always say he has a 5,000 hour lava lamp in his room, which is this freaking PC with a billion RG, RBGs. Say what you will, but in my head... I'm learning on the lesser quality stuff. So when I get the new monitor, I'm, my, my performance is just going to go that much more up. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> the jump from 60 hertz oh, to 144 amazing. hertz is bigger, in my opinion, than the jump from a standard hard drive to an SSD. It is insane. Well, then y'all better watch out in the goddamn lobbies because C-Dome's coming in hot. All right, when, when I'm pushing 180 frames at 1440p. Magic coming from console... Playing, I was playing 4K yeah. on console though. 4K like, but like 25 FPS. Oh, 25! Come on. Uh, now I'm playing a 1440p at 144, so it's insane. 
And that's probably the other part of me too, is that like the reason why I haven't been so quick to get a monitor is because coming from console now, I, I never get under 60 Hertz and I understand it's just 60, but I get 60 FPS constantly. Like, so even this to me is like, whoa, this is like, you know, a whole new goddamn ball game compared to, you know, 10 FPS and then five and then 15 and 20 on, on console. I think the big thing out there for anyone who's considering the upgrade on the monitor, like we're we're giving a hard time, but he's obviously done the research. But the biggest difference is just seeing where people actually mm-hmm. are. And it doesn't sound like a big deal, but where I'm excited to hear you report back on, me personally, when I made the switch, it was shooting DMRs and I actually hit the shots. <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. But it's that it's those mid-range battles where people are moving or running that you'll really notice a difference. So I'll be excited to hear from you when you actually do upgrade to that uh, and see how you like it. To me, honestly, it's like the, uh, and also the like fast movements when you're driving a vehicle, you're looking around other other buildings, you know, you're on top of a mountain jumping, you know, because everyone just jumps in at PUBG to try to see if somebody's over a ridge or something like just those fast movements. You could see so much clearer. It's literally it's, and it, like my for some reason like Nvidia control panel set my monitor to sixty hertz, and I was like, whoa! Like it was that big of a difference. I was like, what the heck is going on? It's funny because whenever we go back to console, like like on Fridays when I do community night, and the whole rest of the week we're playing on PC, even though it's only sixty hertz on PC, when I go play console, like my first warm up game, like for people who don't know the difference, who who are on console and they never played PUBG on PC. Think like if you took three, four, five drinks in and then you went to go and like look around real fast and how like how wishy-washy everything is and how fuzzy everything is. That's what it feels like coming from PUBG PC to PUBG console. Like it's that big of a difference. It really is crazy how you just don't know what you're missing out on when you're yeah. not, you know, when you're still just playing Xbox. And this isn't saying like anything against Xbox. Like I went from that maybe 30 FPS on my OG Xbox but I had a 75 hertz monitor, so I immediately was playing on 75 hertz, mm-hmm. and that frame difference was crazy. And then when I bought the 144 hertz a couple months later, even that was an even bigger jump. It was insane. I mean, I just I was like, I can't, I can't really go back. Like I remember when Vikendi finally made it over to console, I was like, I'll go try it out. I think I played like two games and was like, this looks crazy. And then I'm trying to fumble with a controller, which. I could have been. I could have sworn I had just never played with one before at that point. <laughs> I completely like just couldn't aim at anything. I was like, "What yeah. is going on?" I thought I used to be okay at this. Couldn't do anything. I was like, I- "I'm done. I'm sorry, guys. I'm done. <laughs> I'll see you when crossplay comes. I love you. I'll miss you, but I-, I gotta go." And I went back to my PC so fast. Do you guys yeah, still you- find that with the controller thing too? I mean, is it yes. hard? Oh. <laughs> yes. Oh, like man. literally every time when I go to pick up a controller. I, like you said, I feel like it's my first time playing. I can no longer aim. I have to turn all my sensitivities down. Like, it's a complete shit show. Yeah. Until I get warmed up like eight games in. It's sad because like, we weren't like the best or anything. We, we weren't, but we were pretty good at the game. Like, we both had close to a thousand wins on, on console in a year. We were decently, like, we can get on, you know, every time we stream, get five, six wins easily. And then now, like, I was away basically the whole month of August. And I was like, whoa, I was very close to swipe my credit card to get a game laptop to stream from. <laughs> like, it was that bad. Because not, not because the game was bad. I love, and I was, like I said, I enjoyed playing with everybody that, you know, I have, haven't played with in a while. It's just, I'm so used to playing PC that coming back, I'm just like terrible now. I say, and I probably say it 3,000 times every stream. I'm like, 
when I'm on, when I'm playing console, I'm like, dude, I suck anymore. Like I'm, I stink. Like it's bad. <laughs> it is not like riding a bike. No, no, it is, it is not. not. It's like relearning how to skateboard or something. It is just yes. hard. Mm-hmm. So what was your community's like initial reaction when you were switching? Were they like supportive of the switch or were they kind of like feeling a little betrayed? I mean, was this uh, like a top 10 anime betrayal in the console streaming world? Sort of subject with me, but Chris, it was a little bit easier, I guess you could say. But I, for one, so I, we started back in February, I think. Basically, yeah, February, right? Uh, Yeah. 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 February, March. Right. That's about right. Yeah. So for me... Uh, I was just so fed up with console PUBG. Like the Sandhawk was September. The release of Sandhawk was awesome. Like from then on till about the end of December, that was like some of the best gaming I ever had. It was just super fun. Sandhawk was the only map you could play if you wanted to. Like it was the um, the main map, map, I guess. Feature map, yeah. And then they released Customs. That was super fun. Like getting everybody in the community playing. And then everything else was amazing. And then January came and they released Vikendi on console. And it brought back a lot of major bugs that the, that were fixed back in June and July timeframe. And the game was just in a bad state. And it was just like so frustrating. And I already had on my mind that I'm, that I'm going to get a PC, that I'm going to go switch to PUBG. But then by the time I actually got my PC, I was like, you know, I'm just like so fed up with the game. Just mentally, you know. So then, that, then Apex just came out of nowhere. And I was like, oh, this game's awesome. So then I started playing Apex and then... Obviously, when you when you grow a community over two years of just playing PC or PUBG, and they're all PUBG players, and then you know you switch to a wholly different game on a whole different console or a whole different platform, it wasn't the best. Me and Chris at that time we were pretty much averaging 70, 80 viewers on console, which is pretty cool. And then I was down to like twenty or so just from switching to Apex, and then after that I started building back up after PC. I switched to PUBG PC, but a lot of people came back. A lot of people came back. I can't be mad. It's 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 a totally different platform is a totally different game that i switched to initially so um but chris had a little smoother transition i could say i, I did it totally wrong but chris definitely had a smoother transition no nah, i mean i wouldn't say did it wrong like so obviously everyone d- does their own thing but for me i kind of i eased into it a little bit more meaning i played a lot more xbox versus playing pc and i kind of slowly played maybe uh one night a week was pc or like the last hour of the stream was pc or something like that which also means that I was worse at PC on the initial transition because I didn't like dedicate and spend enough time on it. But I would say like my community as a whole was supportive of me going to PC because, you know, I, I explained to them, I'm open to them, obviously, that this is partly for, for me, for my sanity. You know, I want to have better content for you guys. I want to have more game choices. I want to have better looking content and things just look better on PC. There's more opportunities for streamers on PC, whether it be Twitch rivals, partnership opportunities, like any kind of stuff like that. I'm just thinking long term. So I knew PC was the end goal. And like Stan said, it is kind of hard building up a community on one platform or console and then going to another because some of the people, there's just a fact they want to watch what they play. You know, so if they play on console, they want to watch a person stream console. And I get it because I've been there and I've done that. So that, that kind of it was what it was. But most of our community, I'll say as a whole, was supportive of the Switch because, you know, they just wanted us to have more fun on stream. And when you play on PC, at least for me, I find myself having more fun playing the actual game. You miss playing with the right people, your community, but you have fun playing a more optimized game. Yeah. So I remember I was still in the process of making my own Switch and I, I pretty much built my PC at the end of November. Got in there, told everyone I knew, hey, I'll still be playing Xbox. I'm not going anywhere. 
And then, like I said, I was like, well, I think I got to dedicate myself and like really learn how to use this thing. So I'm not going to pick up the controller. I'm not going to slack and fall back on it, which was ultimately good for me trying to like actually acclimate. Mm-hmm. But as soon as I went back and tried to play with that controller on the Vikendi update, there were the bugs. But for me, the bug was me. I just couldn't play anymore. And so I just like gave it up. So I, I was I felt for you guys when I could see you trying to switch back. But for me, it was fun to watch you guys do the transition and go through the same like struggles and like the same like little tiny wins where you're like, yo, I got I got a kill. I got a long range kill or something. It's like <laughs> I know that feeling like things that used to feel easy. Yep. Were hard all of a sudden, like really hard because it was just, you know, your fat finger and your keys. You're just trying to figure out like the perfect sensitivity on a mouse and like get all those things to line up for you. Whereas it doesn't sound like it when we talk about how hard it is to aim with a controller, but that's what we had known. And then switching was just so hard. So, yeah, I was interested and I, I did kind of notice how like, Mike, you went kind of straight for it. And I know you played a lot of a lot of Division 2 as well, right? Yep. And, yeah, yeah. Uh, that was probably a good game because it wasn't like against other players, right? So you can kind of like ease into it in terms of getting into the controls. Mm-hmm. Apex helped a lot as well. Yeah. I still say it to people, Apex helped a lot for like tracking for me yep. it made me a lot better with dmrs and every time i switch back it's such a fast moving yeah. game huh it's yeah that helped a lot with with getting on the keyboard because i had to just i had to keep up yeah, it's pretty cool because i think that, we, oh good go sorry go no good no, no okay you're good uh, no 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 maybe wait, wait, wait no i'll go i'll go i'll no, go, I, no, I'll uh, go. Uh, <laughs> all right so <laughs> uh so that's what i was gonna say one of the things when transitioning to to the pc world was like it's almost part of the content so like even though you you might lose some viewership because you know people want to watch console or whatever, your core audience I think also takes joy in watching you like learn something and try to perfect something. Like like Stan and I, we're perfectionists, and when it comes to the gear or the playing the game or whatever. So for me, it was such a fun struggle going to PC because like I could sit down and tell myself, all right, today. I'm working on this. And I would talk to my chat, you know, I'd say, okay, guys, look, today I'm going to focus on doing this. I'm going to focus on on this aspect. And like, they could see me slowly get better. And a lot of them would communicate that. They would say, wow, like, uh, you know, last couple of days, I've been seeing you getting better in an X part of the gameplay or whatever. So like they had fun in that transition part too. So if anyone else is thinking about going to PC, you know, don't be super shy about it. Definitely like take advantage of the better gaming experience but also be open with your community about it too because i think they can kind of like they can go to the transition with you if you do it properly you know and i feel like nowadays as well it feels like second nature so we just come in turn our computers on we could play it's just like when we used to play console you come in turn your xbox on and you have the controller in your hand and you're just going beforehand when you're learning it's like you know maybe if you're looking at your keys and you're trying to figure out what the heck the key bind was now it's just like you're playing and me and chris are consistent now we're i think we play what Yesterday, we got out of five games, all uh, four of them were top fives. I mean, yep. and we're constantly getting 10 kill plus games every day now, almost every game now, which is awesome. So it it's, feels good to be, you know, after a few months, you know, being consistent and, and actually feeling like we're doing something now instead of just learning. You know, it's, it's not just learning now. It's more or less perfecting the craft and getting high kill wins instead of just, you know playing it out yeah and i heard a few things there that i kind of want to dig into you know we often have to say like we're complaining about these minor little things because we love the game (laughs) we're not trying to be negative but sometimes it comes off that way so we want to make sure but what, what you guys are talking about this switch to xbox to pc or console to pc i hear you're like I don't want to say reverence, but like you, you have this like positive sort of feeling for the console version of the game. In my mind, I've always had this question like, 
you know, it's always this hardware. Hardware comes up and, oh, this is like a computer that was built in 2013. That's what the consoles are. Do you think like some of the games that stay really popular on Xbox, like I, I think of games like Darwin Project, right? Or games that never took off on PC, but did really well on console. I just, I have this like gut feeling that like when the next version of Xbox PlayStation come out, like is PUBG just going to explode because it can finally run the right way? I hope so. I said this from day one. I got a lot of crap because everyone used to always say that like I was I was in PUBG's pockets because I was so positive about it. And like, even though there was issues, I'm like, listen, guys, like the game just came out, you know, it's on console. They're just, they're building a team up and all that stuff. It kind of sucked. I always said this from day one where I thought it should only be Xbox X only with the new hardware, their new processor. So it was, if you had an X the first two months, you were, you were golden. Like the game ran pretty good, actually, like really good. But then they had to thumb it all down and cater to the OG Xboxes or the Xbox S's. And it kind of sucked because it had older hard, like I said, older, older hardware and all that stuff. So I think if they can optimize it for next gen, there's no other game like this on console. There's absolutely no other game that's the maps this big, that's this realistic, you know, and I really do hope so that it explodes with the next gen console coming out. What next year? Year and a half? Yeah, next uh, 2020 holiday season. I think they just announced that PS5 will definitely be here for that nice. that holiday season next year. And they already have the you know the the groundwork up with crossplay already coming to, with already out now with the console. I mean, it's just literally just fine tuning now at this point. And and hopefully the the groundwork, like I said, for the next gen's already already in the works and i really hope that it, it, it can do good because i think if, if that's the case it can have a really big pro scene on console do you think that they're going to develop from the ground up a PUBG 2.0 or do you think they're going to do a Fortnite and just slowly over time edit and modify the current PUBG? because i, I think part of the main issue how, how long do you have <laughs> <laughs> I, I think Part of the main issue is just like the core programming of PUBG, right? So like they already have a hard enough time on console as it is. And I think what really like what's really going to take this game to the next level is opening up the cross platforming. And they just did that with PS4. Thank God. So far, it's working with pretty minimal issues, hopefully filling up lobbies faster. And it's just kind of helping that camaraderie or that or that challenge between console versus console. But like in my head, all I picture is Fortnite because Fortnite is like the top game to be, right? So like, do they do a Fortnite type thing where if you want PUBG Mobile can cross play with console, PS4 and Xbox? And do they go as far as making PC cross play? And do they have to add aim assist at some at some point if you do cross play? Like, I don't know. There's a lot of options, but I think there's a lot of positivity available uh, out on the outlook with the new the new platforms coming out. So it's interesting you brought up how we have the PS4 Xbox crossplay now and, and there's still some things they got to iron out like, you know, PS4 still doesn't have customs yet, so you can't do right. crossplay tournaments yet. And uh, you know, so that's kind of a bummer. I know uh, we'll end up talking about uh Cedome, you're going to have your tournament coming up. That's right. Yep. I saw some people from PS4 that initially were like, "Oh, wait, that's sweet." And then it's like, "Oh, wait, I can't play." You know, it's it's not it's not available yet. But you see you can see a little icon on console now mm-hmm. of which you know which uh console you actually killed someone on so you you know you killed a ps4 player you put a ne- killed an xbox player i saw that PUBG lookup he's got a little comparison i've seen that now mm-hmm. showing you know what what each side's doing i've heard really positive things especially from the fpp lot who are saying like dude i'm getting games again and they're full 
Oh yeah. You know, mm-hmm. oh, yeah. Maybe it's only peak hours, but that's fine. Like people can come home from work and play their desired perspective. And they're having fun, and it's just it's it's all looking like it's on the up and up. And yeah, I really don't see how they won't have full crossplay in the future with how powerful the new machines are. I mean, they're at least as powerful as the PCs we're playing on today. And they're, I mean, and the nowadays with even PlayStation 4, Xbox One X, they allow mouse and keyboard support. So hopefully, yeah, I mean, that's true. If, it, if, it, if, you're, if that's the truth with the next gen, it can run, you know, a PUBG at 1440p at 60 hertz or 144 hertz. What's that? You mean 8K? 8K. Yeah, you know, they're, they're saying the new consoles are going to do 8K. <laughs> oh, 8K. That's bullcrap. That's Netflix. That's Netflix. 4K and 8K and just let yeah. FPS right. games yeah. worry about frames per second. Right, right. But that's the thing, though. Like, you guys even said it. Like, the console players, like, the player base doesn't really understand that because they've never seen it. Nope. And it was always about resolution. Always. But that's where yep. PC's been ahead of that mm-hmm. for a long time. Like... I remember back playing Counter-Strike 1.5, 1.6, and you would look for servers that had a high tick rate. I mean, we're talking about tick rate of servers back in like 2005, 2006. <laughs> you know, it's like, it's interesting that it's still like, oh, 8K? Dude, I, I don't want to play on 1440p. I play in 1080p, yep. 144 hertz, one millisecond. I don't really have an interest in 1440. I don't even, I could care less about 8K. I want the best opportunity to shoot your face. And for me, that's 1080p. <laughs> so Okay, well, so you're 1080 for, uh, 144. Yeah. Okay, all right. Yeah, yeah. That's where I'm at too. See, you are? Oh, Kev, I thought you were 1440. Okay. No, I'm rocking a 1070, man. We're not. I don't think we're okay. getting 1440 out of that. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be in that lobby when you get that 240 hertz, man. You say you're coming for me. We'll, we'll see. We'll, <laughs> we'll see. put it to the test. Just, just, just don't have a QBU. I mean, that thing's a, that thing's <laughs> a pea shooter. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> can't be taking my content for later in the show Jeez. what are you doing <laughs> <laughs> just edit that out edit that out edit that out no but we're uh i mean i i think that's what what would kind of set us apart from other people on the console side as as if obviously if you guys ever seen our setups it's pretty insane and we were just we always were pretty strict with top quality audio top quality video so we had you know 4k capture cards we had the 4k monitor so we were actually streaming in really good quality like like kev said earlier it looked like it was PC, basically, but it'd be Tuesday nights, and you guys would—you'd uh, be streaming still because it's you know PUBG oh, yeah. console. Maintenance, baby. Be, people mm-hmm. would swing in, and you would have double, triple the amount oh, yeah. of people that were normally in there. And people were first of all freaking out: How the hell are you still playing, dude? What servers you on? Then you yeah. explain that you're playing on console, and they just didn't believe it. And then you'd get like oh, yeah. 10, 20 follows every twenty some minutes because they're like damn you're doing pretty good for console like all that condescending thing but like they're they are legit impressed like you're doing that on console man i thought the console sucked you know and stuff it's like it's it's pretty good so that's why going from 4k to 1440p i feel like it feels like the same almost the same but um it's half i feel like i'm at such a disadvantage though when i'm playing which i don't mind though it's not that big of a disadvantage but with like with some shrubs and with some trees and stuff like that, I can't see people a lot. And then I look at PUBG report and I see the guy who kills me and he can see me clear as day and I can't really see him because there's a bush in front of him, but it doesn't render in for him because he's in 1080. Kind of sucks sometimes. It doesn't happen often, but it's like, eh, but I I don't mind. I, I, I like the quality and I like to put that to the stream. Yeah, I, I think that's another thing. Actually, you were talking about that yesterday, Stan, is like, how oh, I have you know you and I both have the like nice graphics cards or whatever so and we like looking at a good quality game so yep. that it looks good on stream but there's so many people who are on the, are on the opposite spectrum of that they run everything on like low 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 
like high FPS, but you know, but they can also see everything way, way easier. And like for oh, me, yeah. I, I'm never going to be like that competition league caliber yeah. PC player. I really doubt it. So for me, I'd rather just like enjoy looking at a great looking game and then have it look just a little bit better on stream if I can. Yeah, I went over to my buddy's house and he plays on 1080 stretched with like, you know, all low everything. I felt like I was playing Nintendo. Just, but I mean, it looked beautiful, but it's just coming from my setup to that. It was like, whoa, crazy, man. Yeah, and it's and that's really a, a PC thing. You know, yep. like, mm-hmm. again, I think the console culture, as it were, is really based on look and feel and graphics. And that's what's been pushed. That's what the companies push. But anybody who's been around the PC for a long time, like, there's people that played counter-strike at the pro levels for 10 plus years and they would play at you know 800 by 480 even though you could be playing in 1080 because that was the best way for them to you know see that pixel or whatever else so it's there's a really interesting shift going on in a battle between well should it look good or should it run well or should it you know a mix of the two it's super interesting to hear that you know you get all that control when you when you switch to pc you know you can make those decisions for yourself you know are you going to mm-hmm. run 1080 1440 are you going to go for high frames or you know high resolution and then you're on xbox and i mean yeah you get the 4k option for the one x but you're not getting extra frames you're not playing with much better peripherals i mean yeah you can get you can get your elite controller your scuff and have the extra the extra paddles and change the height of your sticks but you know it's not the the extent of you know we got someone on a gaming laptop who's barely running it versus someone who's running you know 2080 at 240 hertz you know mm-hmm. yeah and, uh, well shout out to the PUBG developers they've been they've been the past few updates have been amazing for console for for everyone it's it's really good seeing the positive with that and like they stayed true to their promise and they're actually putting in um console specific updates for like looting for they actually have a thing called pr- a frame rate priority so it can change what is it chris it's it goes from 1440 to or 4k whichever you want yeah so actually like so you'll get more frames instead of looking better so they actually have that option on console it's just one it's just one click down but it's not like it's not like how pc is where you can you know do custom and all that stuff but it's it's getting there i mean they're they're doing a, a lot of console specific updates which is pretty cool yeah, and the other the cool thing with the new generation is, you know, they, they yeah, they said they can get maybe possibly 8K for the resolution, but they also said that these things might possibly run at 120 frames per second. And I'm just hoping that game developers and, you know, the, you know, the console owners and stuff aren't pressuring for the like the high looks and they let the consumer choose to have that high refresh rate. And really, you know, really get there. And I'm, I'm seeing high refresh rate TVs are coming in. So clearly, oh, like, yeah. mm-hmm. the industry is mm-hmm. starting to get ready for this. And I think we will see crossplay. I think with a game like PUBG, I don't think aim assist is ever going to be the answer. Just imagine if you never switched to PC, but you got used to no aim assist. And now someone's just, you know, right trigger spamming or left trigger spamming to ADS and just snapping onto you like you see yeah. in Call of Duty. Yeah. I don't think that's like a fun or fair way to reward people who stuck with the game for a while. I just think it's going to be you either play with controller or you play with mouse and keyboard. I think if we go that route, I think PUBG will be a game where you see people almost having to switch to mouse and keyboard just to keep up or opting in to play against mouse and keyboard, which would not be too fun. 
But yeah. Well, that, I think to just be a healthier player base that way. Yeah. Two points there. The um, the mouse keyboard support to new consoles. I and if, if like I said, you can opt in and opt out. That'd be awesome. That's a that's a cool concept. I strongly hope they never do uh, remove aim assist or no, sorry, never put it in because it, that's what makes this game so unique. And it's it's just makes it so much fun not having aim assist. It, it really brings out the the strong players out there. Also, with the when you talk about the resolutions with the new consoles, I get really annoyed with that stuff. It's just bullet points, you know, for E3. Like, oh, we're going to get 8K. It's, it's just like the Xbox One X. I'm in a, f- a few uh, PUBG Xbox Facebook groups, and I always try to help people out. Like, I work in IT, so I'm always trying to help people out with um, anything they need. Like, I, I'm just, I, I do it just to be nice. I don't, you know, I don't promote myself or anything like that. There's always a few guys in there like, well, you need to get a, a 144 hertz monitor. But I'm like, the game only gets 30 FPS. If you're just playing PUBG, they're like, yeah, but the Xbox X can get 120 hertz or 140 hertz. I'm like, that's for Netflix. That's what people don't realize. Like, that's really just for when you're watching Netflix. It does. It's not for gaming. Like, COD only gets 60 FPS. So, like, there's no point of spending an extra 300 hours for a monitor just to get 144. Unless you're playing to switch to PC, sure. But that's what I'm saying. Like, this 8K debacle, I think that's a load of crap. I think that's only for Netflix and any other the streaming devices. At the end of the day, it's a consumer trick too. It's just like, well, look, I got this cool thing, but it, 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 you're you're peddling to people who don't necessarily know that that's not going to be the case for your Call of Duty game. Me and Chris's PCs, we both have the RTX 2080s. Like, it's a fifteen hundred hour capture or not capture card, fifteen hundred hour GPU, right? So our, our rigs are pretty expensive, and it, uh, we can do probably four K and get a consistent sixty FPS nonstop, right? That's at 4K. Imagine a console coming out that's pretty marketable, six to six to eight hundred bucks, and can do 8K at 144. Like I would throw, I would would be pissed. I spent all this money on this PC, and then the console (laughs) comes out a year later. You know, it's not going to happen. That's not going to happen. We keep coming back to this hardware discussion, and I think you guys have a really cool perspective on it. And again, I don't mean to pin people into a box and say like, you just care about graphics, right? But generally speaking, people that are playing console and have been playing console just aren't aware of what refresh rate means and and are really into how big of a difference it makes. We were just sold graphics. We were never sold anything else but graphics and easy to plug in play. So one of the most popular forums within the winner winner discord is the hardware channel and it blows up from time to time because we see people regularly making the switch from console to pc and there's so many decisions to make oh yeah right and there's so many price points on them so i guess the question i want to ask you guys and it seems like you may have different priorities but a similar end game goal what would you prioritize for people making a switch what do you think is the most important thing to maybe like high priority to low priority in terms of peripherals Ooh. uh i think a headset's always number one ah i i would i would i would say no on that for sure that the, you, there's pro players, literally pro PUBG players that play with like Apple wired uh, earbuds and like those type of earbuds. I don't think having the, the most expensive headset makes that big of a difference, especially not in a game like PUBG, which no offense, the audio is very questionable at a lot of different times. Like the, the thing with building your rig or your setup, obviously you got to set your price point, but for your PC's concern, the best graphics card that you can afford within your budget, make that your priority. The best monitor you can afford with like at least a 144 hertz refresh rate. I know, I know, I know. I'm calling the kettle <laughs> black. Guy, I get it. Guy? I get it. I've explained what I'm going to get. I told you my path to success. 
but I'm saying for That's newcomers. Cool. He's got a Ferrari for city driving. It's okay, cool. I'm it's saying cool. for newcomers, right? I'm saying for newcomers. I, I bought a freaking stupid two DSLRs and an expensive microphone, all this stupid shit that I don't need because I'm streaming, right? But if you're just a gamer, a good graphics card is super important. A good monitor is super important with at least a 144 hertz refresh rate. And then the keyboard and mouse thing, and I'll say this again, like I said earlier, I bought like a Razer Basilisk FPS mouse and a Razer Black Widow Chroma key, whatever uh, keyboard, just because I saw popular streamers use it. What I didn't realize is that keyboards and mice all feel different for different size hands and different play styles. Some people play with their keyboard like vertically and crap. So get your butts out to like Best Buy, somewhere you can get your hands on a number of them and like feel them to get what's right for you because having the right mouse and keyboard, I think makes a lot bigger of a difference than people talk about. I mean, they're the only two things you're going to actually put your hands on when you play. Yeah, you know, sure. You, you, sure, you do yeah. all this stuff to build it. You you do all these things. And if you're listening to this and you can you only have a thousand or, or 1200 bucks for everything, you really don't want to overspend on the PC itself and then not have enough for a monitor that can run to the frames you're getting. You know, you can always cap your frames at, you know, maybe 80 frames and that'll be good enough until a couple months go by and you can upgrade that, right? Mm-hmm. But what you don't want to do is do all of this hard work and then buy the cheapest two, you know, keyboard and mouse because it's not going to feel great. And I want to know how many how many mice and how many keyboards have you guys <laughs> upgraded so far? <laughs> Uh, I have three, three mice, three mice and two keyboards. Uh, same, three mice and two keyboards. And I'm, I'm going to be replacing this Black Widow, which is the one I bought when I bought Liam my quote unquote setup. I got a full size keyboard and I've learned recently that these now suck. They don't suck, but I want more mouse space. Like now that I have a wireless mouse, I want more mouse space. So I want a shorter, slimmer keyboard that I can like move out of the way more and really focus on like more arm movements with my mouse as opposed to wrist movements, which is what I did when I first started. Yeah, because that other, what, 60% of the keyboards you're not using at all. Right. Yeah, that, that was my mistake because I, I got a full size and I could have gotten the 10 keyless. And, you know, mm-hmm. I have nothing bad to say about the ducky keyboard I have. You know, I did listen and I did good research on that. And the guy who was teaching me everything, Grumlum, who actually helped us a ton with our Discord Shout as well. Shout out. Thank you, buddy. Hashtag. Uh, he was like, dude, don't get, don't get that. You don't, when are you going to use it? I was like, I don't know. I'm going to use it at work half time before I build my thing. And, and now that I have it, I'm like, oh man, I just at least want to thank Keyless. I don't know if I want the 60% form factor ones, you know, because I don't want to lose my function keys. I use those a bunch now for mm-hmm. PUBG's million keybinds. F7. But I think I'm, I think I'm about <coughs> to buy, yeah, F7 for the sound, right? <laughs> the muff button. But yeah, I think, you know, I'm, I'm literally looking at a Leopold right now so I can get the 10 Keyless. And I'm on my third mouse. I got a what a G602, then a G502, but then I realized it was a little small for my hand, and I was hitting random buttons and muting myself all the time. Yeah. And so I ended up with what I think is just like almost a big version of the G Pro wireless. It's mm-hmm. the uh, 703. Just kind of fits my my grip a little better. Gets all those buttons away from my thumb, and I'm really just actually trying to grip the mouse. And I've kind of transitioned everything away from my mouse, so I can just focus on clicking on heads with my right arm you know but yeah you go through so you go through a lot of changes there and so yeah you're gonna you're gonna spend a lot of time reevaluating your peripherals that you're actually yeah. physically using i've got a confession to make since we're on peripherals i still use my lean on my mouse my, my left and right lean is on my mouse 
Yep. I know. There, I said it. I said it. And I'll stand behind it. It's com- It's comfortable for me. It's comfortable. People use some crazy setups when they switch over. And I think that is something we might want to touch on. Is that people yeah. switch over from console and from controller. And they come over and they're like, man, this is just too much for one, you know, for my left hand to figure out on the, on the keyboard. Uh-huh. And I really, I, I think Mike is right. You just can't, I can't stress it enough that you really should, if you're going to learn from scratch, try to learn how to do it mostly on the keyboard there. I'll admit I'm still toggle crouching with a button on my mouse a lot of the times. On this game on Apex, I have no problem using my left control for pub. I just don't do it very well. So like, you know, I'm still making some some things, but other than that, I'm just talk I'm just using my my shit talking game. <laughs> my push to talk <laughs> is on my yeah. mic. <laughs> you know? Yeah, for peripherals, like the best honestly the best thing I bought is this Arozi Arazi desk it's like massive that's why I started learning on 400 dpi really low dpi like I want to make sure I use my arm and not my wrist so I got this big huge desk that has the whole thing a mouse pad and um and it's a little excessive but I mean like I, I agree with Chris probably the mouse keyboard is probably the main thing as long as you have a decent rig and decent monitor mouse space is underrated like yes. for newcomers mouse space is uh, whenever you think this is enough double it you need more i'm telling you you need you need more mouse space and coming from console if 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 you if there's anybody that's listening that's that wants to switch from console to pc and i tell this to everybody you're gonna you're gonna suck like especially if you're watching chaco swag or shroud like every all those guys you're gonna suck for the, for the next like three weeks, four weeks, you're going to suck. Try three, four months, dude. Come on. Stick with it and don't go back, okay, one day PC, one day Xbox. Because you're going to get discouraged because you're so used to Xbox. You're going to be like, okay, well, or Xbox or PlayStation, I should say. Because you're going to be like, oh, well, I just got a 15 kill dinner. And then you, the next day you're playing PC and you're just getting destroyed. Been there, done that. I, you just have to have a solid, at least a solid three to four weeks just to like learn all this stuff. And then it's going to be second nature and you're going to be, you know enjoying it and there's a lot of few guys that still go well i suck and i want to i'm just gonna plug my controller into pc i'm like dude mm, you're just you're just worse. handicapping yourself yeah. yeah you're just handicapping yourself it might feel good to you but trust me man just just take those three weeks four weeks and just grind it out yeah i i think that's a good point is just you really do got to put the time in and when you made the switch now you had been playing and put the time in but you started playing a game versus npcs you were playing division two you're playing yep. apex which is forcing you to really kind of get quick fast instead of uh, the methodical mm-hmm. nature of PUBG, you kind of get lulled into thinking that you don't have to make quick decisions. When in reality, you know, in PUBG, you're still going to have to do something at the drop of a hat, especially if you're trying to learn how to really control your recoil. You're going to have to drop hot and do things quickly. It just doesn't feel like you're doing that much that fast, but it's just crazy how much you have to really think about it. And, and if you switch back for a day or two and you're playing on, on the console, you're just re re going back to that other language of, of looting and that other language of translating your your brain to your to your input so it doesn't make sense to, to keep switching back and forth which is why we joke you know it feels like you're not you never played on a controller before once you really dive into it i also thought it was interesting you said you got a big desk and you know my buddy he just started and he got a desk and it's kind of a small one and the weird thing about it is it has like this raised part on the right so he literally is like limited on how much dpi how low we can go on a sensitivity and he's like man the next thing i gotta do is buy just a big giant desk yeah so i can Mm -hmm. get a big mouse pad and do that and like you know we were complaining about not having 10 keyless keyboards and it's like dude yeah i can move it to the side more but now my like shoulder's kind of out of whack because i'm like way further over you know what i mean so you just have all these like ergonomic type things you're trying to figure out as well it's funny you know you just you learn as you go and you, you like 
always are just kind of like building that next little thing, that next little thing that's going to give you just that little edge or just make things a little more comfortable as you're switching, which you just don't think about when you're playing on your couch, using your TV, you know, just chilling on controller. Nothing wrong with it, but there's a lot more to think about. Yeah, and it's it's always a downward spiral as well when you're when you have you know a guy like Chris that's always texting every single day. You know, Watch it, check bud. this out, check this out. But it's, honestly, to to be positive, like we have such an amazing community, both of us. So like we are very fortunate. We have we have good jobs on the outside. You know, my wife, his girlfriend, blah blah blah. But um, every single dime that we ever like earned on Twitch, I guess you could say, we always just put it right back to the stream. And uh, I think. You know, you could probably tell if you ever tuned in. I mean, the amount of stuff that we have and the quality, it's just there. So, 100%. Shout out to uh, the Bum Nation and this, the C Dome, Domey Jimmy's guys, whatever those are. Wow. <clears throat> shots fired. Shots fired, Domies. Explain the, uh, explain Jimmy's to me. I never, never got the full explanation. What's a Jimmy? Jimmy is just an enemy that is needing to get sauced. And sauced is akin to the PC Flushem Jay. You know, everyone in PC says, got to flush them. Well, I, I say the Jimmy's need to get sauced, and uh, and then that's what we go with. All right. Yeah, because I've been hearing that forever. I'm like, is that yours? Is that something from NOLA? I don't know where it's from. So Pretty much a- anything you hear that's like an ism, uh, even if Stan says it, it's come from me. He, he's, he's known to do wow. that. So. <clears throat> wow. Anyways, um, next topic. Hit the button. <laughs> <laughs> So you guys rib on each other all the time. Oh, yeah. If you got this far oh, yeah, into terrible. it, like clearly it happens. But it, I mean, I was laughing because like even before the show, it's even the little stuff. And I love that you guys talk about how you guys are like perfectionist with your stream and how it's set up because you even notice little things like the document that we put together for show notes. And Cedom's like, well, you listed him first on the document. <laughs> so I know where I stand. And, you know, so like, yeah. I love that dynamic. And I recently through Twitter and through everywhere else, but saw that you guys got to meet up at TwitchCon 2019. Was this the first meetup for you guys? Oh, like, yeah. Like, I, I want to know all about it, man. Tell us. Well, just just a little side note. We were supposed to go, we were supposed to meet up for my birthday in June, but then my, I, we found out my wife was pregnant, so. He backed out um, on me. Yeah, I had to back out on him, unfortunately. I had to cancel reservations <laughs> and everything. It was terrible. Yeah, he had flowers and all that stuff to set up. But, uh, yes, but then TwitchCon, we went to TwitchCon a few months later and it was just, you know, amazing i mean it was love at first sight just say it say it like it yeah, is it was it was it was beautiful hugging this beautiful man he looks way better in person than he does in his dslr sony thing majig and stands a lot taller and thinner than you'd think yeah people think i was short and fat i'm six two <laughs> 195 pounds man four foot five confirmed how many tank tops did you buy when you got back <laughs> uh well i already own like 30 so i don't need any more yeah you ever see talking the- about Flower Boy over here? Oh wow! Oh. <laughs> <laughs> did you know? Did you ever hear that story though? Side note about the the flowers. No. Okay, so the Hollywood duo broke up at one point. So I'll I'll just say that. So the the Hollywood duo was started, and it was a uh, a kindled relationship based on love and passion for PUBG and streaming and tech and gear. And like every relationship does, you know, we, we had our rocky moments, but, you know, together through our community's love and perseverance, we, we rekindled that relationship. And fun fact, it's actually highlighted. We have, have a mini series on YouTube, the Hollywood duo, the adventures of Mike Stan and Seedome. And, uh, it says it all there. We're going to have to link that yeah. for sure. So where, who, yeah. who coined the term Hollywood duo? Was it a chat member? Was it, it wasn't one us. Of you guys? Yeah, where did that come from? Pretty sure it was chat. 
I thought that came from you, if, if I'm being honest. So maybe it came from your channel. No, you know what? It was Mike Burt. It was Mike Burt. Yeah, oh, Burt did it. Yeah. So was that pure memes from from the chat? Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. All these guys are Hollywood because we would always just want to because we would always just want to record for the YouTube series. So we just always play together. So then everyone's like, "Oh, you're Hollywood. You don't want to play with us anymore." Kind of. It was like obviously just jokes and all jabs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that if you ever been to my channel, it's more or less just constant jabs. Like if we don't make fun of you, we don't like you. Basically. Yep. The, the ribbing, the way, ribbing in your chat and just the, the Xbox community in general is so yeah. so rough that if you if you didn't know, mm-hmm. it, it's very much like just growing up in Philly. Like if you didn't know, you'd think we all hated each other, but it's not yeah. the truth. It's not the case it's, at all. We're all best friends, and we all just like you know. And it's cool because like going back to TwitchCon and all, like I've been talking to these people for two years. We like I know their lives. You know, I know their families. I know their dogs. The you know where they live, what they do for work. I mean, it's just really cool. You know getting to meet up with them at TwitchCon and, you know, have a good time. I mean, and it was pretty cool. I mean, we and Chris were hip to hip the whole time, I guess you could say. Like, we we did everything together there. We watched uh, – I lost 50 bucks on the Saints because they freaking beat the Dallas Cowboys. Who that, baby? Yeah, it was uh, it was, it was super, super fun at TwitchCon. Like, and not just getting to meet Stan for the first time because – That was his best moment of his life. That was for sure the highlight of, of 2019 for me. But, um, like, just getting that – like, we, we basically had a streamer house. I don't know if you guys like know the story, but in, like, Flint put together – the dictator he put together this like legit airbnb streamer house it was like on the coast of san diego like a block away from the ocean and it was just awesome so like what nine of us maybe 10 of us and most of us didn't know each other in real life you know just through twitch and like we all kind of took that leap of faith just to go stay with each other for five or six days you know a house full of strangers yeah and it, it, it was it was just so cool like getting to meet those people in real life and just build on those relationships that you've been building through, you know, through Twitch or video games or whatever. It's just so cool to see that kind of stuff all brought together. Yeah, I saw uh, I saw Nick Eighty Proof was also in there. Who else oh, yeah. in the uh, yep. community was there? Uh, Dimes, Jared, Tally, Number One Girl, Flint, um, me, obviously Stan, um, Outlaw, Clueless Cowboy. No, no, not Outlaw. Girl. Girl. Uh, Law and not Law Review, not Outlaw um clueless cowboy mandy mandy Dude, that's yeah. a stacked house right there yeah it, it was also 3.5 million dirt, dollar uh, mansion dirt and wet squirrel uh prolific was supposed to go and turn was but they couldn't because uh prolific got uh mil- military duties and stuff like that but yeah it was it, it was so cool like definitely for next year I went to TwitchCon last year. I went with my girlfriend. We had a hotel close to the convention and I met up with a lot of our friends there, which was awesome. But doing like a like a streamer kind of house thing was definitely the way I want to experience it again next year when we go. Yeah, it sounds more like a legit vacation. Get that like frat house vibe. Just, you know, everyone getting together, the whole party never really mm-hmm. never really stops, right? How was the actual con this year? I mean, I saw a lot of positive things on on Twitter, but like, what's the day to day like when you're there? Um, honestly, it was it was fun, and I took a like I'm sure Stan will have his own opinion, but I took a totally different approach than I did last year. Like, I, I live streamed, yeah, uh, I think each day actually, yeah, I think each day we live streamed and just kind of walk around the convention and show everyone kind of what was up. But uh, so like last year, I went like I said with my girlfriend, and I was very much like in quote unquote streamer mode. I was still like pretty new to Twitch, and so I wanted to take advantage of like these panels that they do, where they're more or less like an educational setting where they teach you certain things about Twitch or about streaming or maybe new content coming up or like new extension panels that you can use. All these kind of different things that I thought would be like super useful, and which they were. They were neat. But I, I didn't spend enough time just networking and like meeting other people that I otherwise wouldn't have that chance to. So this year I did polar opposite. 
I didn't go to any panels or like meetings with any of those vendors and that kind of stuff. I, I just went straight and just like open book. Let's go meet as many people as possible and just go experience like the convention with my friends and make new friends and all that kind of stuff. And it, it, it was it was so cool. It was so cool to do that. Stan? So Mike, how many how many education settings sessions <laughs> did you had to? Uh, I well, I signed Chris up. I signed Chris up for the uh, chat interaction uh, seminar. You know, because <laughs> he's still reading his uh, chat from three vods ago. But uh, anyways, the uh, I don't know. I was only there from Saturday and Sunday and Monday because I had a wedding on Friday. I didn't wake. I didn't get into my house till three a.m. and I had my I had to leave by five to get to my flight. So I was pretty uh pretty half shot in the ass by the time I got to the airport. But I was just like, you know what? I'm just going. And I think people take it too serious where they try to. I, it's a, it was a vacation for me, so I didn't want to. You know, it was cool walking around to the convention, seeing all the booths, seeing all that stuff. I really the eight. We went to the was it the Twitch Rivals uh, arena. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That was cool, man. Like the way they had it all set up with a hundred computers, you know, stands and all that stuff. I really wish that we could could have went in there for. We watched Avery and um, the original play Apex. We we watched two rounds, I think, of that. Yeah. But I really wish that they had PUBG, man. And there was no presence there was of PUBG. No PUBG. Well, they, okay. Well, they had they had a PUBG mobile tent section. Come on, come on. But I think, but my reasoning is, I there was NPL. I think it was going on. Up in LA, so I think Still. that all the resources there for the customs and yeah, I mean it was just kind of I would really wish that they had a PUBG you know Twitch Rivals tournament. They had like even Jinx was there, the official brand for PUBG, and like they only had like Shroud gear and all. They didn't have any kind of like PUBG gear or anything like that. I just copped a bunch of stuff on sale from Jinx for PUBG. Dude, did you see that scale? Uh, yeah, yeah I got a it's like things. it's all on clearance. Yeah, actually, a couple of our friends who were why there, didn't you tell me? I did tell fake you. friend, fake friend, fake. Friend. I did tell you. I did. When? It's still there. Dude, I showed you all the shit I got. Call them out. I didn't know it was on a sale. So a couple of our friends who were there actually all got on a bus and they went up to the last day of MPL, which they said was a blast. And they got to take pictures with, you know, K-Mine and Drassel and and all the teams and stuff that they wanted to meet. They were fanboying right in the front. And it looked like an awesome setup there. But, I mean, that's definitely a goal for me is to get into that. I'm really hoping... That with this new Philly Fusion Stadium getting built in Philly, mm-hmm. that we'll be able to eventually have PUBG and Apex come there. I'm just really excited to see that like city format come around. Hoping that PUBG kind of at least does like some sort of a tour or something for that. That'd be really fun. Well, they're, they're, that's all like the franchising stuff, correct? Mm-hmm. Like Call of Duty switching to that. Yeah, which I mean, we've heard things, you know, people saying like, if they make me leave LA, I'm quitting, you know, all that mm-hmm. stuff. But I think that is probably a, a decent decent way to do it but you know you gotta hope that the game like has the longevity in the legs and that's the thing with PUBG that i think is different from other you know esports that are trying to establish themselves i see PUBG having ability to last 10 years and, and become an ex like csgo following the footsteps of a game like rainbow six where it just keeps getting better even if it's not the, mm-hmm. the smoothest of, of starts right i just think there's something there they just need to you know it's just fine tune it man and get get somehow get the player base back to you know at the, the way it was at the height of it. Yeah, these last few phases of NPL and PEL, I mean, oh, from a quality standpoint, it's just insane. I'm so excited mm-hmm. for the global final for this first year. I mean, it's the first year of a five year plan, so I really I think the sky's the limit for that. I even enjoy like watching the Twitch rivals a lot, like just watching your favorite streamers go at it, and not really just pros, but the frag fest. Yeah, those are fun too. Yeah, dude, it's so. Well, much let's fun. dig into this a little bit because. I think you guys have a really interesting seat on this PUBG bus, as it were, where you guys were in the console scene, you were in the console community, 
You're now in the PC scene. You guys stream. You've been to TwitchCon. You're talking about things like presence at TwitchCon of PUBG. So in your guys' opinion, what needs to happen to get the player base back or get new player base, whether it's like meta stuff company-wise or is it in-game stuff? Maybe each of you breaks that down. Like, what do you think needs to change or get updated? I mean, like, it's just going to sound complaining and all, but like if you ever look at Moses' uh, Twitter, I mean, he probably breaks it down the most about just simple things that could be changed that are simple implementations and just can make the game so much better. Like advertising the pro scene bigger some somehow in a bigger banner on the the home page or, or on like even on console console doesn't have any of that stuff there was a banner at all right there's, there's not even one. exactly yeah there's a small one that like changes like every few seconds and it would just say that uh like skins it's like we've been playing since february there hasn't we, i'm still rocking a, a black m4 since february it's all been slrs and barrels like would they need to be like a diversified and they don't need to be 15 bucks. That's kind of insane. But I think like just simple things that make the community happy will be sufficient enough. I think obviously like there's nothing that needs to be groundbreaking that needs to change with the game. It was kind of frustrating when we first started to like come over from console. We didn't have map selection. We started playing. Oh man, it was the best three months of map selection. And now it's, you know, back to the four maps on one, uh, one queue. So it would be nice to get map selection back. It'd be nice to get, um, Somehow, some way, a reward system, better skins, more skins, cheaper skins. Yeah, I don't I don't think there needs to be anything too crazy. There's, I don't think there needs to be a new map. Maybe revamp Myanmar a little bit, have better loot tables. I mean, I, don't, I legit don't think there needs to be anything too drastic. I think I'm on the other end of that spectrum. Not saying that I think they need to like drastically change the way the game plays. But I think when you talk about PUBG as a whole and growth of PUBG, and I guess what we need to kind of narrow it down to, we're, we're more or less specifically talking about North America, because from my understanding, Asia is blooming, right? So like the servers are never having issues there. There's huge support over there, all that kind of good stuff. But from what we see, from what we play, I think it's like twofold. So obviously, PUBG, Blue Hole as a company... They need to market their game better. I think at this point, it's absolutely insane that they don't go free to play with as much purchasable items that they have in game uh, that they don't go free to play to help expand that player base. And I understand there's some stuff background like it's going to let cheaters in and all that kind of so like they got to work out iron out those details, but making it more accessible to more people would be like the number one thing I think they should do. Um, number two like Stan touched on like everyone said before just having more things that are open in the pro scene like in the loading lobby which I'm looking at right now there's like the whole right half of your screen your screen is wasted space they could have like a a live viewer of the current MPL or whatever tournament's going on or a replay of the highlights of it like something that you could click on and it gets people involved and gets them interested and so that's like a top-down view then like from the gameplay perspective, I think there's like so many things that PUBG can add and they can take positive things away from games like Apex and Fortnite, which are, I can't say thriving for Apex, but Fortnite, obviously, they have a test server, right? So why don't they use the test server to like really test out new mechanics and things that may break the game or may make the game that much cooler? So I got a couple of things I'll, I'll run through real quick, and I'm just going to spit these out as like bullet points. And if any of them stick, then sweet. If not, throw them in the trash can for next time. Is this what we talked about earlier? This is what we talked about earlier. Okay, okay. So how to make PUBG fun again. It should be a new campaign that they run. Maybe they don't name it that because that might be kind of negative, but how to make PUBG fun again. Is that again. like note cards or? 
No, no, no. I got this on. Oh, yeah, the notepad. I got it on a notepad. <laughs> All right, here we go. You ready? It's his own, it's on his sixty hertz monitor. Oh, right. Okay, it's gonna take a while then. Oh, so, so side note, I have a 1080p 144 hertz monitor that I use for like, chat and stuff, not for gaming. But anyway, so what? what? Add new elements to the game. So like, no, 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 no. Yeah, no, yeah, no. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this hurts my head, dude. This, this almost breaks my our relationship completely. I've been arguing this guy for I about have like eight a, months. It's now a huge it. monitor. It's so much to. T- anyway, they, they need to add new things. So like traveling in the game is an issue. If you don't have a vehicle, sometimes you get screwed. So either up vehicle spawns or what I was thinking, like something that's kind of out of the box and something that may break the game or may make it really cool is add redeploy opportunities. And I don't mean like revive your dead teammate like you can in Apex. I mean, like certain key points of the map, you could call in an airplane and be like teleported to an AC-130 that you know drives over the map. And you know, like on uh, custom war modes, when you drop out of the plane you drop really fast and you you don't pull the shoot until you're really close to the ground. They could have like those kind of things that are rare, one use in the game. And you know, maybe it's a way to get out of a bad circle shift one time or something like that. It's like something to navigate the map better. They could have like single use hang gliders that takes the place of like your secondary weapon or your equipment or something. They could have single loaded grenade launchers, like those old school kind of one HE shell at a time, but only use them for smoke grenades. So it could be very like situational to where create more cover for yourself or like block the vision of a camping sniper that's keeping your rotation from going. Riot shields, what they talked about before, butt pans having health points on it. Changing the red zones for me is one of my biggest freaking complaints is the damn red zones in the game. So get it out of here. Okay, so listen, they're obviously not going to get out of the game. So why don't they do something that make that takes away a little bit of the RNG? So instead of it being a completely random red zone, which, by the way, is complete bullshit because it's not an actual projectile. Like you can't physically dodge the red zone. You either die from it or you don't die from it. it there, there's there's no like, oh, I'm going to try to kind of dodge it and, pl- and play, you know, play risky. So what they should do is they should make them actual projectiles so that you can actually see them coming and potentially dodge them. Also, what they could do is take away the randomness and make them like, you know how flare guns spawn in the map and there's only like whatever, two flare guns or three flare guns or something like that. They could spawn launch codes in the map. So it's like a little booklet you pick up. That's like an item, a looting item, and it's launch codes but they can only be used at certain key launch areas in the map. And so if you have launch codes, then you have to make that decision. Okay, do I push to this launch code position to launch this one use, quote unquote, red zone, and you get to pick a a spot on the map where it launches to. And then the players hear it deployed, like you hear big cannons fire or something like that. And you see, you know, in the distance, these missiles or cannons or something like traveling towards your potential location to give you an idea of, Am I screwed? Do I need to get out of here? Do I need to get cover? Something like that. And then lastly, map vote. Like Call of Duty has done, like Halo has done. In your lobby, put up all four maps. Let all 100 people in that lobby vote on what map they want to play. And then after like a month of running it, whatever map gets devoted the most, pick the map out. It needs to be redesigned. It needs to be removed. It needs something, something needs to be done with it. You can just save a candy if you want. But... <laughs> no, okay, look. So fun fact. I've actually enjoyed vikendi lately the only reason why is because the loot on vikendi i i never go to vikendi 
Yeah, I, I never don't have my my gear that I want to have. Like I'm I'm upset that level three is everywhere. Like helmets and vests, I think that shouldn't be a thing. But I love the fact that I can drop and come out with like whatever, an MP5 or an M4 kitted and my sniper rifle. I'm never like hunting for hours for that perfect weapon or that long range weapon. I, I love that about Vikendi. The sight lines on it suck. It's too damn bright. The wind noise is absolutely deafening, but the guns in the game, the loot is good. Yeah. And I talk a lot of trash on Vikendi, but I, the way I explain Vikendi is I love the map, but I like it when it's sprinkled in. Yeah. I don't like to play it in equal amount as the other maps. You know, like I'd prefer to play the other maps twice and then Vikendi once. Mm -hmm. Vikendi, loot, copy, paste onto Miramar. Mm. Best map ever. Yes. Let's go. Yep. Thank you. Yes. Agree. Needed. See, that's why that was, I'm very, I think we're kind of fortunate when we started playing. We always dropped hot. Even on like console, we always dropped hot boot camp or, you know, I know you guys are paradise people. I hate paradise. I, I, I feel like like when we had, we, we started, we had map selection. Yeah, I, I do too. It's terrible. Too many angles. Never publishing this. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, I, like I always played Sandhawk. Like when I first got on, I would play five to six games of Sandhawk just to warm up, like load boot camp and be good to go. And then I like to sprinkle, like you said, same thing, sprinkle in of the Kennedy, sprinkle in of Miramar, sprinkle in like Arangol, like start at my own pace. But it's just kind of frustrating at times when eight of the, my 10 games and I, I've seen it on the PUBG uh, lookup. Eight of my 10 games are Vikendi. There needs mm -hmm. to be some kind of, al if they're going to keep it the way it is now, there needs to be some kind of algorithm that says, hey, if player A has played Vikendi, you know, X amount of times in X amount of games, let's prioritize him to a different map. Let's just make him wait another 10 seconds until the next lobby for another map comes exactly. up. Exactly. Not just give him the, the first available. And you can prioritize it. You can say, I want legit quick match or I want like more of a randomized match. Like you, exactly. you can opt in, opt out. Like you can add that extra check mark on the side of it. Like I wouldn't mind waiting an extra 10 seconds to get a different map. It doesn't happen too often. Like it's like, I feel like some days are like all Miramar. Some days are all the candy like but it, i never feel like it's all erangel or all sandhawk yeah and it was funny when that PUBG lookup or i think it was lookup they're one of the sites released the like pie chart mm -hmm. of your games and like i have those days where i'm like man i haven't played sandhawk in a while or i haven't played uh erangel today but it was interesting that over the past like month or whatever that it was tracking 30 days yeah like the lowest played one for me was 23% and the highest one was 27. Oh, wow. <laughs> it really does work, but it doesn't feel like that when you only have three, four hours to play. Yeah. And you're getting in the late game and it's like just two maps all game. And you're like, you finally get Erangel, you drop and you get killed. And then you're back to the map you played all over <laughs> yeah. again. You're like, yeah, dude, I wasted the one Erangel I'm going to get all night. Mm -hmm. I think that makes people play like slower, huh? Like when they get that Aaron gal, they're like, okay, 100%. I'm going like way the hell out, like somewhere they normally wouldn't land, but they want to savor it, you know? Well, and there's a few things that have changed recently, and I'm curious if you guys have noticed this as well. And I'm primarily a solo player and actually turning really into a duos player, but I've really noticed that people are sitting still and this is exacerbated mm -hmm. by the sound change mm -hmm. when you could hear someone from a mile away people would just stop running when they heard you and just wait yep and now that they've reverted the footstep sounds it's still there and i think you just brought up a point that i hadn't really considered is that random map probably has people learning maps that they didn't play a whole lot before maybe yep. or they weren't as comfortable on so as they're forced to move around and play on those there's this kind of like there's people holding buildings longer. They're sitting in the corner and camping. And it, it may be more of an uncomfortable thing 
than a really a play style choice. I mean, what you just said kind of made me think that. That's true. That's true. It very well could be that. Because a lot of times they're in buildings that you wouldn't typically think like someone's going to hold this part of the map or this part of the zone. It's not like a strategic building. It's It might be something completely random yeah. that they stumbled upon. Whatever it is, this meta is changing. It, and it is. And, and the hard part about it is as you get, quote unquote, better at the game, you know that if you sit in a corner and wait... You know, odds are you're not going to see somebody. Nope. Right. And yeah, you might get the kill when someone does run by. But if you get a hard shift circle and you have to shift, you're in a really bad spot because if you're used to killing people while sitting in a corner and waiting for them to run by, and now you get a hard shift circle, you're going to get punished every time. So it's a hard thing to deal with from a veteran standpoint. And I love the free to play idea you put out there and getting more people in. But I worry about that from the current meta we're seeing with people just holding, you know, really positions that aren't going to help them in the end game. Yeah, we actually played last night and we cleared boot camp. I think we both came out with eight kills each. Oh my God, not this one. And we're running west towards paradise or east towards paradise. Yep. And you know, the little compound literally right behind the warehouses in between that compound and the hill, there's two bushes. Two guys were just laying there with an MP5 and a vector and they were just laying in the bush you know me and him were just running to the next compound and just laying there and one guy even had it on single action and he was just shooting chris i'm like where the heck they come from they were just laying there i was like oh my yeah so there's no way they landed in paradise because people that land in paradise wouldn't do that they would have just killed you straight right. up <clears throat> and then furthermore people that come in late to paradise we call those parasites oh yeah <laughs> oh god oh yeah land outside you get comfortable you just killed every parachute you saw coming in Yep. And then boom, someone's flying in from the main building you just cleared mm-hmm. and they're shooting you in the back while you're looting. Nothing worse than, you know, you you clearing a whole, you know, hot drop and then someone coming from the side like boot camp mountain and mm-hmm. just sniping you or something stupid. It's like, oh, come See, on. that's one of the things like I love about PUBG not getting like camp snipe from a bush, but that like I say this all the time on stream, it's it's such a game of seconds. And like people ask all the time, like, well, why do you love PUBG so much if you like, yeah, you know, everyone like quote unquote complains and bitches about the game. And like some people rage and I rage a lot on stream and sometimes it's for content, sometimes it's legitimate. But like the game is such a game of seconds that every decision you make, like literally three seconds sooner or three seconds later has a totally different outcome and running into someone or catching them off guard or them catching you off guard. And like, it's little stuff like that that keeps me coming back to the game because I'm like, man, if I would just held my angle three more seconds, I would have seen that guy coming over the hill or vice versa. You know, just like little stuff like that. It just, it always makes you think like, okay, I got to do that differently next time. I got to improve on that next time. And that's one of the things I love about PUBG that I don't think any other games really got right now. I like that mentality too. And we always try to dig into some like strategic breakdown, right? And I agree with you that PUBG has that unique thing that's hard to put your finger on it. But I also think there's always something to learn. And from a strategic standpoint, is there something that like both of you guys are trying to work on that you've talked about? Or, you know, what what are you guys working on in the game right now that maybe the listeners would like to get behind and try too? I think I, for me personally, I think playing the game for so long on console, even though it's a console, it's pretty much the same tactics. You got to play a little slower on PC because people, you know, you just can't go out in the open. But for me, I think it's just since we already had the tactics down and we already had the movement down and all that stuff, I think it's just for me, it's more or less uh, like spraying, like 4, 4x spraying, 3x spraying, that kind of thing. That's what I'm personally trying to work on. I also enjoyed your guys' the, the last podcast or podcast a while ago and you guys talked about the meta with 
people's inventories of how many meds they use, how many nades and all that stuff. Because <laughs> I just found out Chris only uses three. He only carries three first stage and it triggers the hell out of me because I'm always giving him mine because he's he's always getting shot. Three? No, that, that, okay, well, that's a lot. He just made that up. He might not be refreshing fast enough to know how many he has. <laughs> <laughs> uh, based on y'all's podcast about that, I now, like I try to tell myself only carry like a hundred over for like if I have like a um an AR. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's not a possible. That's not a thing. Mm-mm. <laughs> no, nope. I, I tried to though, because I'm like, I'm like, all right, I want it. I want to focus on having more grenades and more heals than ammo because it's just OP in this meta. Like until they nerf it or something, smoke grenades and frag grenades, like they just come in handy in so many different times. But like, like what I'm trying to work on the most is, I, I guess, just being consistent. Like that's a very general thing, but movement in PUBG is so important that like you have to be so ready to flick on people if you're like a running gunner and so always having the middle of your screen where you think someone's gonna be is like something i really try to work on and i, I try to use alt to free look that way it doesn't like change the actual position of my character and like little stuff like tricks that you don't know about coming from console to pc when you're looting I have a couple of friends who know pro players and so they try to teach me on those little tricks sometimes and you can like tab loot Obviously, which is way faster. But if you right-click on an item and then drag another item at the same time, you get both of them at the same time. So you can like right-click a gun and drag one box of ammo. And before your character finishes the animation, you have ammo and a gun in your hand and you can reload. So like getting that kind of small stuff just refined, I think is like what my main focus is to get me better in the game. It's funny. You brought up uh, making room now so you can have more smokes. But one of my favorite Hollywood duo moments of all time is on Miramar back on Xbox. I forget if Chris was down or if Mike was down, but one of you guys was down. You're like, it's all over. And this is back when throwing a ton of smokes would just oh, that was me. completely bog down the servers. And one of you were like, we're getting out of here. And you threw 10 smokes, <laughs> at least 10 smokes. That was Stan. Yep. And you just made, the game was at five frames per second, <laughs> for sure. You picked them up. You guys ran around the corner before all the, the smokes were done. And you guys got out of there. And you were literally just like, we're just going to ruin this <laughs> this server right now. And you, it was one of the funniest getaways I'd ever seen. So it's funny that you guys don't have them. Because I actually rethought my game at that time. I was like, man, I'm not carrying enough smokes. My friends aren't carrying any, and we're not throwing them out ever when we get in trouble. We only throw them out after someone's getting downed or something, right? Mm-hmm. When A lot of times it's like you see your buddy get tagged for a little bit. I would see you guys just immediately throw a smoke on your friend, even if he's got some cover, just to protect his flank or whatever, and then yep, you'd yep. keep moving. And you guys were real quick on it, and it, it readjusted my thought, and it kind of was why I think we ended up having the, the, con- you know, the conversation on the show of like, do I need 200 to 300 rounds, or do I need... 150, yes. 200 rounds, <laughs> and the smokes. And I think we've all regressed in our group of going back to having more rounds and not throwing enough smokes. But the meta is is going back to that point where you really need to have the smoke on hand and you need to be able to throw that out and, and have that bind ready to go and just drop them because people really are sweating it up these days. Oh, yeah. At 240 the, plus a mag, oh baby. <laughs> <laughs> the servers are made. We were talking, I was in Swag's stream today and they were talking about, well, some pro player came in, they were having a conversation and he's like, it's so tough now like that the MPLs and the PELs and all, it's like that everyone is just so good. The, the public matches are just so good because it's a smaller knit community now, I guess you could say. There's a lot less players and everyone is the dedicated players that are playing and it's just, you get on and you're sweating, man. You're sweating for sure. 
Yeah, it's always fun when you run in the profi when you're doing oh, yeah. boot camp drop. You're like, Jesus Christ. Yeah, I'll just back out now. No, we yeah, we actually did that yesterday with the smokes, Chris. On uh, the candy. I had I think I had thirteen smokes. But I mean obviously it didn't stop people's frames, but the strategic part of it we used. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't I don't think you can you can shut down an Xbox server still by doing that. But for a while you threw you threw a, a Molly <laughs> or a smoke on somebody. Oh. It was like, Well, I'm gonna get away because they just can't track me. Actually, so there was something similar to that. Like speaking of shutting servers down, uh, last was it? Yeah, last Friday for community night when we were doing the Tin Man custom games, I was driving a Dacia, and you know bridge camps happen, but when they happen on a Tin Man squad game, it's like complete chaos. So there's ten people you got to drive through and maybe not get blown up. And I was driving the vehicle, and one of my buddies, I don't think he has an Xbox One X. I think he has an OG. And we're driving through. They had three vehicle wide blockade on the bridge. And I full sent it in between the front bumper and the rear bumper of one of these vehicle blockades and somehow busted away through. But we hit it so hard that his Xbox crashed right after we got through it. So like, we made it through and he goes, my Xbox just crashed. So I had to go, you know, part the car in some safe spot while he loads back in. But you can still overload the Xboxes for sure. The worst is the time when you would crash while running and keep running. So I'll get to like top 10 and just run straight through the circle. It actually won a game for my team once. I was just bait no running way. across circle into the blue and everyone's That's shooting awesome. at me and missing. And they turn their backs <laughs> and the rest of my team just finishes everybody. But I, so I come back to hear that we got a win. It doesn't count for me because I wasn't there, right? So you're like, man, we only won because my Xbox crashed, but I don't get the win. You know, if you're listening to us complain about console or, or just, you know, bugs in general, I mean, the game really has come a really long way. These past oh, yeah. few oh, so far, updates man. Oh, man. So far. have been fantastic. We're way closer than ever to having the consoles really just like one month behind now. I mean, it used to be yep. a little longer while they figured out how to do some things. It's gotten so much better way better man it's it really is awesome to see where it's come from into where it is now it really is all right so i think we're nearing two hours here so i think it's a good time right now to transition to a little something we call it rapid fire and these are where we're just going to ask you a bunch of questions real quick try and get them as quick as possible if you got to switch to single fire for one of these it's fine now i just want to know from you guys do you want us to ask you these questions together or should we pull one of you guys out and then pull you back in it's like uh, the old school match show the dating shows huh you should ask the question and then see if I answer for Stan the same way he would answer and what he would answer for me the same way I would answer. All right. Let me just, I'll move you. I'll move you. All right. So, Chris, we're getting started with Rapid Fire. You ready? I'm ready. Favorite game of all time? Halo. Halo 1. Favorite PUBG map? Sandhawk. Favorite weapon in PUBG? Vector. Most hated PUBG weapon? The six-shooter pistol. The re- revolver. The 7-6? Yep. That, that's the one. The one we don't even name. It's just it's just a spawn for 7-6. The one that takes an hour and a half to reload? Yep, that one. All right. Your best duo partner? Mike Stan. Person you'd love to play for a few hours with? Could be a streamer, anybody. Swagger. Person you'd love to share a meal with? Share a meal with? Mike added that one. I don't know I don't know where that came from. <laughs> uh, only because I, I met him at TwitchCon very briefly, so make a, a really chill dude, Chaco Taco. Favorite hot drop on any map? Uh, favorite hot drop, definitely boot camp. 6X or 8X? If you would have asked me two weeks ago, I'd say 6X. Now, if I have a Bolt, I want an 8. If I have a DMR, I want a 6. Uh, your least favorite scope in the game? 2X. What is a weapon that you want to see added? You still there? Can we go in single yeah, fire? Yeah, I'm thinking, I'm thinking, I'm thinking, I'm thinking. Um, I think something n- just new and different. And for me, the closest thing that comes to mind is that single loading um, grenade launcher that shoots uh, flashbangs or smokes. Mike, what is this question you added? Right. <laughs> 
What game? It was kind of like, what game were you playing when you were 13 years old? Oh. Yeah, what game were you playing when you were 13? I think Halo 1. Yeah, because that, that came out in, what, 2001? I would have been 11, 12, 13. Yeah, I guess Halo 1, probably right around then. Number one thing that you want to see in PUBG. I would love to see PUBG go free-to-play and just get as many people back into the game as possible. Uh, what is a game that has your attention right now outside of PUBG? Nothing. I'm looking forward to the to the new Modern Warfare, if that is a battle royale. But other than that, PUBG's like literally the only game I play. It's my, my favorite game. And Modern Warfare is contingent on having that BR, right? Uh, yeah. Coming from a streaming standpoint, I I don't think um it it holds a candle to to PUBG if it doesn't have a battle royale. This is the last one in a sniper battle. Would you rather have a QBU or Car ninety eight? If both people have bolts, <laughs> <laughs> this is a total troll on Mike. By the way, there in customs one night he had a QBU, I had a Car ninety eight, and I shot his face off. <laughs> oh wait, you had the Car nine? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, Not that's happy. perfect. Yeah, I, if I was going up against a DMR, on Xbox, I'd say a, a Car 9 every day of the week. But on PC, people with DMRs are so goddamn good and trigger happy that they shoot you before you even get a peak shot sometimes. So it's really hard to counter snipe a good DMR player. Chris got his privacy for these ones, but we're going to leave him in here so we can hear some reactions here now that he's already gone. No pressure. Okay. All right, Mike's going to ask this round. All right, man. So rapid fire questions. The idea is we're going to pull out just a bunch of questions, answer them as fast as you can. If you got to slow down a little bit, that's okay. We only had one slow down on the other side of the coin, so just saying. That was because his monitor was uh, you know, flickering a little bit. I was trying to read chat. <laughs> <laughs> all right. You ready? Sure. Favorite game of all time? Oh, PUBG, hands down. Favorite PUBG map? Sanok. Favorite weapon in PUBG? M4. Most hated PUBG weapon? Don't let me down. The, the shotgun. Oh, ideal weapon loadout. K9, M4, 6X, 2X, or 3X. Then, you know, a uh, vert grip or a half grip. Best duo partner. <clears throat> I might have to take a minute for this one. Mr. Cito. <laughs> Person you'd love to play a few hours with. Uh, Swagger. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. Person that you'd love to sit down and share a meal with. Uh, in the community or just any, in general? It, either way. Um, you could do both if you want. Hmm. Do community and general. Definitely the doc, for sure. But otherwise, probably Joe Rogan. Favorite hot drop, any map? Boot camp. 6X or 8X? 6. Least favorite scope? On a sniper or AR? In general. Uh, if it's a sniper, 3X. Uh, holograph, probably. Weapon that you'd like to see added to the game? I would like to see another LMG inside the crate. RPK or M60, M240. When you were 13 years old, what game were you playing? Probably COD, yeah. What is the number one thing that you would like to see in PUBG? Map selection. Game has your attention right now outside of PUBG. COD, Modern Warfare. Final question. In a sniper battle, would you prefer the QBU or the Car 98? Oh, got him. <sighs> Car 98. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, we don't need to bring that up, okay? That happened weeks ago. Shot this guy six times with a damn QBU and he just desync, huh? Desync. No, it's just no. Oh, that's that's the uh that's rapid fire, boys. You survived. Uh except in customs when I shot you in the face. Yikes. But who's the back to back to back winner winner chicken dinner podcast Deagle only champion? I think you hold the title. Yeah, I do. 
that last map we had was hilarious. Remember it was me and you and uh, I pull my fist out or pan out to try to just pan you and then you died in a blue zone trying to get to Because <laughs> oh, you had circles that. on like super fast. <laughs> oh, dude. I've I've gotten a little better at the circle settings over the last few weeks, but there was a couple weeks where it was really rough. I remember the worst one was when like I messed up and I was trying to do 0. 0.6 on phase three. And I ended up doing six. Oh, man. And it was on Miramar. So phase three blue zone on Miramar was doing six DPS. Oh. <laughs> and it was like one team in, that was in at that point. And it was, it was bad. Oof. I think we lost a few people after that game. It was, a, it was a bad one. All right. So that brings us to the end of our uh, rapid fire section. I think we had a lot of, a lot of the same answers. We had double Sandhawk, double boot camp, double swagger for playing games. That's about it, though. 6x. Oh, no, because C-Dome likes the 8x now. What? On bolts, I like the 8. Listen, never take a voice to a guy with a 60 hertz monitor. Just just, just, just stick with that. Stan right? used to be all over the 4x's uh, lower regions until I told him about the 6x, so d- don't even get it twisted. Anyway. That was on console. I love the 4x. I thought C-Dome's um, weapon that he wanted to see, Adam, was an interesting one. So he said that he wanted a like flashbang or smoke launcher added to the game. Mm. Like a thumper from Vietnam, like the single shot. Yeah, I I just want to see new mecha- like something out of the box new to the game. That's all. I, I like they need to do something that's just like fresh, you know. Like take take a risk, take take a chance. That's what I want to see from PUBG. And I think something like that would be strategic, situational, and something cool. And don't put it inside a goddamn loot crate. And it exists, right? Yeah, I mean, it's not. Yeah, like it's not unrealistic. Crazy. Yeah. Can I get your guys' thought on the new shotgun before? Uh, not to mm. bring up any. What do you oh, What do you think man. about that in a in a care package? Not smart. Yeah. Well, I, I'm not going to say not smart. I, I, I understand testing it that way so that it's not like all over the map. Because I do think in its current state, if it was a world spawn at the current rate of shotguns, it's probably too good for the early game. But currently, if you get that in a crate, it's like, unless you're in the final circle and it's in Pachinki, even then you probably don't get it. But it's like, I mean, once you get past like 15 meters, that thing just doesn't do any damage. Nope. How close no. was that of that guy the other night, Trigger, on Miramar? Oh, I shot him like dude. five times maybe. Like I'm like 20 feet from him. Yeah. like So first of all, that game was hilarious. So C-Dome's like got five teams around him. His partner's dead. And he's just like waiting for these people to move in on him, and they won't do I'm it. I'm just trolling on uh, on open talk all, like acting like I'm not on I'm not on team talk. Boy talk, right? So he's he's got these guys all around him, and he finally gets to a point where they he shoots a shot, and they kind of push into him. Kind of they push out in the middle of this compound. There's four buildings, and they get probably 20 meters away. One of them is. And he puts two clean shots into the body. Some of them hit his head before the guy even turns. And it, and then he like, I don't know, you shot, I think you hit him like three or four more times. Yeah, vaulted out and like went after him. And then he gets killed and he switches straight to spectate and the guy's at 50% health. Like I never Oof. touched him. Yeah. Oof. So it, it just doesn't, I don't know, man. But thank God you can put a 6X on it, right? Actually, at one point, I did have a 6x before I went to the building, yeah. But it, it, I think the concept is cool. I think the gun is really fun to shoot. I think it makes awesome noise. I think the quick reloading sound on it, like the aesthetic, the feel, everything is good. But then when you shoot it and it does no damage, it takes you out of the game. Yeah. And th- that's something that PUBG has said they don't want to do. They don't want to take you out of the game 
And that gun, I think, is balanced right now in a way that it takes you out of the game because you're like, this thing seems like it should absolutely truck somebody, but it just tickles them. Yeah. We actually, before the podcast, me and Chris were talking about, and this kind of goes along with your one uh, segment where, you know, anything unique or something we can add to the game. And I said that maybe like something, maybe the Arangal basement buildings or or add in like a museum or, or add in like an armory where every, you know, it's, everything's random loot. So maybe have like five or six specific locations where you can go up and punch a glass twice or three times and it breaks and there's a weapon already there. Maybe maybe it's a, you know, nothing too OP. Maybe it's like uh, something unique though. But I think that shotgun would be perfect for something like that where, you know, you go to armory or a gun store in somewhere in a city, you break a window, you break it open and it's that shotgun. It's nothing OP. It's nothing that's game breaking. It's nothing that's going to bring you to the end of the map, but it's something just weird, quirky and cool. Yeah, I could, that could be fun. Like a Winchester with a 2X actually on it. Because those basements of Arangol are like, yeah, exactly. Those basements of Arangol are like, it's awesome. It's like a doomsday prepper's basement, but there's nothing like, I mean, there's, there's nothing you might find there. like one or two things. Yeah, exactly. So like, or you can go to a museum where I said this, like maybe a museum that has like a, a musket or something you can shoot it once or twice. You bring up a really good point on this. And what it leads me to start thinking about is... The mastery system just got the overhaul, right? We got the survival mastery. We got the weapon mastery, which basically means they're tracking your survival stats and your killing stats, which are the two main things in the game. And yep. Those are compiling. To me, the next logical step would be achievements or more revamped achievements or you know leaderboards, things like that. But what you just said really intrigued me because... Now that those systems are in place, they could do some really unique stuff. Like, what if you had the museum, like you said, but maybe not have a hard spawn area, but what if you dropped into a museum and on solos, there was an always guaranteed to be three of those shotguns there. And on duos, it was six. On squads, it's eight. And then there's achievements to tie to that that's like, you know, win the museum with, uh, or whatever, kill everybody at the museum. I mean, there's just some really cool things that oh, can yeah. be done to incentivize certain playstyles around those areas. You would know that if you went there, there would at least be a gun. And if you see 10 people in the air going down there, you don't know where it's going to be, but you know there's three of them, so you got to yep. find one. I agree with that. Yeah, there's, there's nothing more triggering going to a hot drop and getting like a six shooter pistol and someone else who gets an M4. They're like, I really wish they would reward hot drop locations. I mean, it will also be cool if they do something with as in how COD kind of does it. So maybe if you get a hundred level hundred mastery of Winchester, you get a flip up iron sight in the back, something weird like that. So it's something super grindy, but once you get that hundred, you have a permanent flip up sight that you have the option to push up or push down. And also, Chris said something about that shotgun. Uh, yesterday when we were playing, it'd be cool if they had a specific loadout, like so maybe they had 20 slugs inside of the care package that since it's only single fire, if you hit the selector switch, it would unload all those bullets and then it loads in like a regular 12 gauge shotgun that you find. Yeah, I think it'd be nice to to have that option of if you just looted the two different ammo types, like you get 20 slugs, but then you can also get your shells, you could just switch on the fly. And if, yeah. it's, if it's loaded and you have the two types of ammo, then you can switch. If you switch it and you don't have, you know, the shells or, or, or vice versa, then it doesn't shoot anything or something. But it would be a very clear indicator on screen. I think that'll be fun. Throw the realism out with that one. Give us up to 75 meters of a very hard-hitting shot. Maybe maybe the slugs don't deal uh, specific headshot damage or just less headshot damage or something. But, like, just make it so that it actually deals damage up to a, a desirable range. Would yeah. be great. 
and just be fantastic. All right, so I think that brings us about to the end of this episode. We've covered a lot today. Guys, is there anything you want to shout out? Anything uh, you want to plug? Yeah, so uh, I run OGC. It's a console tournament group. Um, in the future, maybe more PC tournaments once the community expands. But some time ago, me and a few buddies started OGC. Just a way to get the Xbox community together to do fun tournament games. And it was even before custom games were even a thing. Uh, we had to kind of make our own tournaments. But now that custom games are a thing, we host them. We used to host them every two weeks. Took a break with work and everything. But we're getting back on track. So we're going to be hosting console, Xbox, PUBG tournaments every two weeks. We do a mixture of solo, duos, and squads based on your votes in the Discord. Uh, they're always free, no entry fee. And uh, as much as I can, I try to reward with prizes or with cool PUBG giveaways or PUBG points or Xbox Live points and all that kind of fun stuff. So it, it's not a place just for sweats. Casuals are more than welcome um we sometimes do tpp but right now we're focusing on fpp just based on the votes of what the community wants so if you're interested in having some fun on console tournaments ogc is the place and i think the boys are going to link my discord or something like that somewhere in the in the cliff notes yeah and so uh when is that next episode coming out or sorry the, the next um <laughs> whoops <laughs> when is that, when is that next tournament gonna be the next tournament has been announced for october 19th registrations are open and registrations close October 18th. So again, it's a duos Xbox FPP tournament. Prizes will be given $0 entry fee. If you don't have a partner, don't freak out. My Discord has a specific section for that, looking for teams that you can partner up with another solo, and we'll get you guys matched up. And uh, I'll host and cast that on my Twitch channel. All right, so uh, we can find you on Twitch and Twitter, and we'll have your Discord, right? That's correct. Winner, winner. We'll try and uh, sweeten that pot a little bit for this next tournament. Ayo. We'll be in touch with Chris and we'll we'll get that in there. That'd be awesome, man. That'd be awesome. Yeah, man. We we want to support the console community and, and I don't think we have uh we have the capability right now to do to do both PC tournaments and Xbox. So we'd love to just support you. I appreciate it hundred percent, man. You guys are awesome. All right, and then uh, Mike, where can we find you, man? Same thing, Twitter, Twitch, uh just shout out to the Bum Nation for being always uh, supportive, the Domies and all. Um, really, thank you guys for having us on here. Also, thank um, thanks for you know that tournament coming up at the end of the month. Me and Chris are uh, pretty excited. We have our costume already picked out and ready to go. It's a secret, so uh, I think we're going to be. Uh, I think we're going to win it. Please tell me that you guys are dressing up as each other. Not the tournament. No, <laughs> no, no. You. I just need to get a tank top and hair gel. And I'm good to yeah, go. I but... couldn't find a wig and a belly big enough. But anyway, wow. so listen, our our costumes <laughs> are going to be on point. We, we are not only gunning for first place of this tournament, okay? We're also gunning for first place of the costume contest. All right. So uh, I, I know we got a lot of people who are trying to win that costume contest and uh, the tournament will make it a little bit sweaty. So I'm excited to see so where you guys land in the pile. All right. I mean, thanks guys so much. We, you know, we've been wanting to get you on for a while. We've been busy all summer, both you guys and us, but it's great to finally get to sit down with you and talk about all the different things you've done from Xbox, switching over to PC and uh, just getting to chat with some friends. Now you, you guys have been grinding, man. Y'all are awesome. I love y'all's podcast. I love your content. Kev, you and I had the opportunity to meet. Well, it's been, geez, a few months back now and, you know, have a couple of drinks and just, and just chat, man. And it's, it's cool. I can tell you're a genuine guy. Mike, I just know you through Kev, and you guys are doing great stuff. I hope the best for y'all. I'll continue to support whatever way I can. Same for the viewers. You guys do need to go check out Mike Stand. As much shit as I give him, I do love that dude. He's a really, really good guy. Uh, so please do, do go check him out, all right? Yeah, check me out, not him. Exactly. <laughs> 
right, well, thank you guys. Uh, Mike, let's do our plugs real quick. Uh, again, if you listen to the beginning, we have the Patreon. We'll put the links in for that. We'll put the links in for the Discord, the Twitter, you know, all that good stuff. We have our tournament at the end of the month, October 25th at 8 p.m. Eastern Time. Find out all the information for that. You can register at winnerwinner.gg. And then for me personally, you can find me uh, just on Twitter at the One Heart Live. Mike, where can we find you? Uh, first of all, I just want to thank these guys for coming on again. Uh, Mr. Stan and C Dump, thank you guys. Uh, it's been cool, like I said, just to get to know you. And this was cool, man. We've got into some stuff that I wasn't expecting and came up with some ideas that I hadn't really thought about before. So that was fun, man. Thanks, guys. Thank, thank you. you. And yeah, so you can find me the easiest way is on Twitch. I'm MTB Trigger on Twitch, Twitter, Instagram, all that stuff. Uh, but most recently, I've been streaming most days during the week from 1 to 5 Central. So that's the best place to find me and hang out. Uh, the other thing that I wanted to plug for the podcast, though, is our email, winnerpodcast at gmail.com. If you've got topics you want us to bring up, discuss, if you've got people that you'd like to see on the show, let us know. Uh, we check that email daily. We respond to it. And if there's anything that you think about the show, you know, hit us with those reviews on wherever you're listening to the podcast. That helps us tremendously. We were ranked 51st in the video game category last month, which is insane. Let's go. So thank you all for listening. Thank you all for that. We jumped 400 spots month over month. First time in the top 100, and we almost cracked the top 50. So thank you so much for that to all of you who listen regularly. But that's where you can find me and just to huge thank you to our listeners and go check these guys out man they're they're in the community they're out there they're on twitch and just cool dudes thank you love you guys appreciate it yeah yeah appreciate it man thank you and then final shout out thank you to spiffy man for the music we appreciate you and just thanks again to everyone who tunes in each week winner winner out we're going to be.